Hello, my darlings. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you happen to be. How are you, my darlings? How is things? How have you been? I hope everybody's good. I hope everybody's feeling... Uh, feeling rather warm, I guess, in this wonderfully warm evening in Britain. We thought summer had left us, but it appears summer has come back just to say hello one more time. Of course, we're a little bit more fortunate that the summer isn't here hotter than California, because California is uh, literally on fire. Um, and, and I'm not talking about how great it is. It's literally on fire, because it's friggin' on fire fire because because of all the woods man it's because because as trump said you know they don't clear the woods decades and decades of leaves of course leaves would actually become compost after a few years but apparently no there's some there's some under underbrush the bush is burning um now when i usually have a burning bush uh, or when when my other half or whichever partner happened to be at the time says they have a burning bush we're usually not looking for God on the mountain. We're looking for a hospital with tablets, antibiotics usually. But, but in this case, the burning bush is for real. It's California. It's burning down. Anyway, I ramble on. I ramble on. What am I here for this evening? What are we doing for you tonight? We are here with Amy Kay because Amy Kay is ready to rumble. She wants to have a show. She wanted to do a hangout. She said, look, I'm ready. I'm steady. I'm go. Let's do something. So here we are uh, at a, a very impromptu sort of uh, some event. Uh, and we're both, um, you know, I just said, I'm ready to go, baby. I'm ready to go. You you text me, say you want to go. I am there. I am gone. I'm doing this thing. So without further ado, I would like to bring you uh, the wonderful and the ever, ever glamorous Amy Kay. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and there she is, ladies and gentlemen. There's Amy for you. I'm sorry. Uh, I, again, as as you know, I, I'm I'm inept when it comes to this uh, dual screen thing. I still haven't managed to figure out how to do a, a hangout through uh, what's it called Discord, so that we can both be on the panel, like we can see each other simultaneously. But you know, you can see me through the through the magic of the internet. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It works fine. Yeah, it's 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 fine. And and I've also managed to get your background. Uh, looking a little bit uh, a little bit awesome um, the magic of the green screen yes yes it is so how are you my darling how is things with amy k <sighs> oh i'm doing good how are you uh, how is um how are you i mean i i saw your um was it i don't know whether it was it was on instagram or was it on uh, youtubes when you talked talked about some of the the actual dust um not dust the smoke from california coming your uh. way so it's been so bad over the weekend that we are amongst the top in the list for the worst air quality in the world right now. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a mess, but it's like all the things are hitting us at once. It's it's fun. Um, I can't imagine what it's like in California right now. So on Sunday, we went for a nature, like an 11 kilometer nature walk against the wishes of the news and what everybody was saying, like, don't go outside. It's not good. Don't do any heavy acti activity, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, just needed to get outside or whatever and yeah. take our friend's dog out and stuff. And the smoke was so heavy that the sun actually looked gray. Like I took a picture in color, but it looked monochrome. Damn. 
Yeah, so it was pretty crazy. Um, it's kind of clearing up now because we got a little bit of rain in the last 24 hours or so, and it looks like it is raining a little bit right now, but it's, it's, it is what it is. It is, it is what it is, <laughs> as, uh, as some of my friends at a previous uh, work would say. We, we, we always had this saying, like, it is what it is. So, so it is what it is. Um, I mean, um, I saw a video. This is this is the reason why it's on. It's in the you know, top of my mind. The California thing. There was a. I video. just heard you talking about the floor thing. The floor thing. Like like oh, everybody needs to like clean all the debris. It's like years and years of debris <laughs> that are contributing. I don't know if you were joking or being facetious, but I, I was being highly facetious because I wasn't entirely okay. <laughs> sure whether whether this was a true thing or not. But apparently, yes, there is a there is a thing where you do have to clear uh, or at least control burn the underbrush. Otherwise, it will it will mount up. And then uh, I mean, it's not the way Trump described it, but I think it does add to how long these these fires go on for so i mean technically california should have some kind of a process where they actually do control burning uh and they can then you know hand, man, handle this on a much better level if they actually do this before i mean i don't know what they're supposed to do because when it's when it's hot and dry for consecutive days in a row and there's a lot mm. of forest and stuff it's just very difficult to prevent um you know, fires from springing up just with that cause. I mean, yeah. yes, maybe when you go camping, you shouldn't flick your smokes out, you know, have fire sure. restrictions. In BC here, we have fire restrictions and stuff. But um, it's oh carelessness. God. You know, you heard about the gender reveal party that exacerbated the issue too, which I thought was a meme. No, what was that? Okay, so there was some couple that had had this huge extravagant gender reveal party where they exploded something and it was meant to be the color of the gender of their their coming baby or whatever oh. and it added to the problem so i was seeing memes circulating on instagram and i was thinking what the fuck is this like is this how we're making fun of the fires in california is this how we're <laughs> is this how we're lightening the mood and then i had friends from california messaging me and and like that i talked to you and they were like oh no that's real that's a thing that actually happened there was a big gender reveal party all for I'm instagram likes banksy <laughs> for instagram so really it's instagram the evil of instagram and and social media <laughs> that is responsible ultimately it comes down to the evil evils of big tech <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can, I think it's the evils can, of dumb people who just want Instagram likes at the end of the party. I didn't know even that was a thing. So they, well, usually, they, they what they do the is, yeah. So they'll have like a baby shower, right, or some hmm. sort of party. Um, I guess a baby shower isn't enough now. Where generally, what people will do is they'll bake a cake and they'll put either blue or pink icing inside the cake so that when they cut the cake, you can see the gender of the baby. Um, oh. But I guess that wasn't extravagant enough for these people who really wanted to do this gender reveal party. So, um, yeah, here we are. <laughs> isn't, isn't like babies are not supposed to have any genders anymore? They're supposed to let them choose their gender when they come of age. <laughs> I guess it wasn't one of those. What a horror I guess, show. I guess these ones, these people actually knew the gender of their baby, <laughs> like by the penis or the vagina that the baby they're came out. They're comfortable with it. <laughs> they're they're comfortable with um the fact that there are two genders. That's uh, that that in itself probably is is the reason why God struck them. <laughs> God oh struck them God. down for for making out that there's only two gen genders. 
<laughs> Did you see the video of Trump talking about how California needs to clean their floors and he's yes. going to make California pay for everything? Oh, California's going to pay for I everything. I mean, <laughs> they're already kind of paying for what's happening in consequence of like people needing to be evacuated and yeah. everybody's lives kind of being... First of all, the pandemic is fucking everybody up. And then you have mm -hmm. this election thing going on. And then you have this fire thing going on in California. There's so much unrest right now. Like, it's, it's kind of insane. I know. The funny thing is, this is this what I was saying about the, the, the this this issue being on the forefront of my mind was, I cop I've sort of downloaded it from my you know I've recorded it on my phone, but it was a Reddit post where there was a flaming tornado in California, mm -hmm. and the guy's caption is, "When God sends you a flaming tornado, you know he's pissed at you." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh the God post. <laughs> it's literally a. It's like a massive patch of fire, and there's a tornado above it, and it's like picking up the, the flames into the tornado. It's, it looks it looks literally the end of days, end of times kind of biblical shit that you would hear of. It's a very strange contrast of events because it's very difficult right now to be in the media and bullshit about how great America is, and for some reason that's just what the politicians are doing. Um, you know, we're 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 talking about the pandemic or whatever and people whatever reservations you have about it whether you think it's a conspiracy or whatever it's just a good idea to be considerate of your neighbors and the people around you right like it's such a big deal they're making about masks and all that kind of stuff and trump comes into the rnc i think i mentioned this to you last time where he comes out and he says we're gonna beat this virus and then the camera pans out and it's like this entire fucking crowd of people no one's wearing a mask and they're going usa USA <laughs> and I'm just like this is really really poor for optics and it's just really really poor for the cause that you just said that you want to try and commit to I don't understand how it's going to work but yeah, it's I mean <laughs> the thing is I think it's just like they have to say it it doesn't matter if the place is it's it's there is a I wish you I don't know if you see carry on movies I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the, there's a British series of comedy films made in like the 60s 70s uh, sort of period called carry on and it was mm. always carry on doctor carry on this carry on that there was one called carry on up the Kaiba, and mm. that is about uh, the India's uh, occupation or the, the, the colonization of India by the British and this was at the end of the col colonial period where the Indians were basically, you know, there was uh, there was the Gandhi movement, which was the peaceful movement, then there was the war movement, because it wasn't just mm -hmm. Gandhi, there was also Indians literally rebelling. And mm -hmm. there's a scene which is meant, this is quintessentially British, where the, the British are in total denial, and the, 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 the Indians are attacking outside, and the soldiers are like shooting them and fighting with them, but the, the, gen the, so the, 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 the generals and the, and the commanders and all the, like, high-level ranking people and the aristocrats they're having tiffin they're having tea and and crumpets and stuff they're having <laughs> lunch inside the building and the building is crumbling and there's like sword like dust and stuff falling on top of them and there's like like explosions a window just blows through because of a bomb that went off and they're still sitting there drinking their tea and then trying to have tiffin and and there's like there's like a, this piece of brick on this lady's shoulder and, and the guy goes excuse me i'm sorry you have something you have you have something on, on, on the side there and she's like what here no here 
here? Oh, no, no, on the shoulder. She, like, chucks this piece of brick mortar, like, off her shoulder. But they are complete denial of what is going on outside. Inside, as far as they're concerned, everything is fine. They can still have dinner. They can still have tea. That's like keep calm, carry on, like those wartime propaganda the, posters. exactly the quintessential keep calm, carry on. But, but I think that is the honest-to-God solution for this <laughs> thing, right? Like, we... I it's very easy to get carried away by the hype of the media and we we do have to understand that the more that they test the more cases that they're going to find and all that kind of stuff and yes things are burning and everything whatever but mm -hmm. as much as you can as an individual you have to kind of keep your head clear of that stuff you know um yeah. I don't I have done so much better just not paying attention to the news every day and I think that's quite an important thing because people think that they're a lot stronger mentally than they are but they're not and then they're constantly absorbing this negative shit like how many how many ways does somebody need to fuck into your asshole that the world is bad why are you voluntarily bending over and reading the media and reading the news every day like you're not going to get good stories the things that you're going to get are what they think are going to get clicks which often is more the bad stuff than the good stuff yeah. right fear so, and anger actually generates more uh, attention and more clicks than uh, positive sort of affirmation. Oh, I agree. Yeah, positive news. But that's weak shit. You know what I mean? Mm. That's a thing to recognize about the psychological disposition that we are all in is that if you're going to, maybe your brain is geared towards negativity and that's something that just like, disaster porn is a thing, right? Like people yeah. really like seeing things yeah. just it's, fucking it's, fall it's, apart. The train crash example, you know, people don't, you know, drive by a train. They say every time there's a there's an accident, in in a in a uh, motorway it's not the fact that the accident is actually blocking the road the accident could have been moved to one side by the by the police and, and it could be cordoned off and there's like a perfectly good two one or two lanes open for people to go it's the fact that people slow down to try to see what's happened and try to perhaps get a glimpse of some murder you know dead person or some yeah. person's like face smashed into the driver you know into the steering wheel it's like they're literally slowing down to be able to get a better look and these oh, things yeah. i wouldn't even be surprised if people are like selfieing that shit and, and and trying to instagram it and tweet it uh, they do so so yeah they do they're like oh my god guys look i'm in the fucking accident was yeah. it you that i was talking to about like no it was my friend eric he was talking about some instagram influencer while the riots were happening and like she she pulled out of like a car or a cab or something and she had a drill in her hand or she asked one of the guys who was out there doing construction for his drill she grabbed it took a picture yes to like make it seem like she was participating in these <laughs> protests and stuff gets back in the car and fucks off yeah, yeah i've seen i've seen that i've seen these influences trying to trying to cash in on the on the riots fucking hell it's unbelievable Dude, that's a stupid job like yeah, I'm an influencer. Uh, an influencer of what exactly? Oh my god! Well, what pair of times do you want to change, bro? <laughs> it's 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 like I'm hot and I can say some words, so that that should make me money. Well, they <laughs> that's do. what our society values yeah. because they do make money. They do make money. They make a ton of cash. I mean, there was a girl on uh, Twitch not long ago, a few months back. She was complaining that her uh, Twitch followers are not dipping into their pockets for like five to ten dollars. Like, oh, if you can't follow, if you can't even give me five dollars, then what? What? What are you even doing following me? 
I'm like, you entitled bitch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was chastising her her uh, twi uh, Twitch followers about why they're not giving her more money. Why are you not giving me more money to sit here and flash my tits and play some stupid video game? Why the thing are you is, not dude, if people want this? to give you money, that's fine. Considering there is just this difficulty right now that everybody is having with jobs, money, and all the uncertainty, all this kind of stuff, to demand mm. somebody pay you is fucking bullshit. But if somebody has the money and just wants to throw money at you, that's that's cool. Like, do I your know. thing. It's a weird, I don't know. There's just a lot of weird shit going on right now that I'm just like, I mean, good for you. Make that cash. But at the same time, it's like people are getting kind of grosser. <laughs> yeah. There's kind of devolving. Says, uh, Ultra Fuggy says influencers equals unemployed. <laughs> well, yeah, like you just don't want to be in the real world. And yeah. okay. Well, I mean, the thing is, given the choice, let's be honest, and and big up everyone in the chat. I hate it here. Um, um, yeah, there's this ultra funky. There's there's loads of people here. I'm sorry, Sam M. Everyone in the chat, big up. I'm sorry, I didn't have time to really go into to say hi to everyone. Uh, there's just so many people. Uh, hi, but, hi, 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 hi. <laughs> but um, as far as like if you want to sit, I mean, I was thinking about uh, who was it? Who was it? There was there was uh, there was a character I was thinking about. Oh, Tim Pool. Tim Pool recently. Tim Pool hmm. recently uh, was doing you know his usual podcast and stuff. And he also I don't know whether it was on Twitter or Instagram. I think it was Twitter because I don't follow him on Instagram. He showed his new place that he's bought this giant fucking place where he literally has a basketball court where they're going to convert it into a indoor uh, skateboard ramp. And I'm like, fuck you, Tim Pool. <laughs> fuck you with all Tim the Poole, money. Tim Pool, really? He is making bucks. He's making serious dollars and mm -hmm. he's managed to get this giant place i mean it might be america i mean america is a lot more space so he might be out in the middle of nowhere i don't mm. know but he is a massive land whatever the, the place he's got looks like a freaking mansion from what i've seen uh, so mm. he must be making serious change and he was talking about this this shadow profiles that facebook creates the funny thing is, on the very first time I ever met Tim Pool at this protest in London, I was talking to him about the shadow profiles. He was telling me about the shadow profiles. We were just having a little casual conversation. I actually have a photo with him. Uh, and I was like, dude, he just repeated the conversation I had with him like a year and a half, two years ago. And that's it. He's making serious, this kind of money, just chatting the kind of shit you and I chat. I was yeah. like, fuck this guy. How is it he's making so much money just talking about <laughs> the very things the rest of us talk about? He's not literally, he's not doing anything outside of the realm of what we're doing right now. It's almost identical in every way. Uh, and it's just, a you know, you got to get that break. And he got his break through those Berkeley protests. He covered those mm. Berkeley protests. He gained a bit of popularity, got on the Rubin Report, and then bam, it was just, you know, it was plain sailing from there. So the thing that I find challenging as as like just the idea of a content creator period is that you there is this thing where you have to be consistent and you have to post every day and you always have to be in people's faces mm. and you just have to dedicate all your time. Now the thing with doing that is that you are just going to continuously repeat the shit that you have because your values are your values and everything is going to filter through your values. And once that's all through, it gets really boring. That's kind of why 
I'm I'm really not consistent with the thought cast. You know what I mean? If I have things to talk about that I, I feel I really want to talk about, I will. But if it's the same damn thing again and again, even I start getting like, well, where's the value in this? You're yeah. basically just hypnotizing people. You know what I mean? And there is a there is an element of hypnotization when it comes to repeating the same shit over and over again. Again, that's why propaganda is very um it functions the way that it does it's yeah. because it's, and it's repetition and it gets into people's minds but like that's that that kind of works against the ethos of like thinking for yourself and looking at things individually is like not just letting the repetitive dialogue of somebody wash over your brain and just brainwash you because it's very easy to do yeah. people get brainwashed and then the other thing is this is that if you change your mind or if you change the way that you've been thinking for a long time, people really do not take well to that, right? Oh, you're a fucking sellout. Oh, you're fucking this. It's mm. it's not possible that you can change your mind. No, it's it's because you want to stay the same. And there becomes this thing where it's like, oh, I'm making money now. So now I need to cater to my audience. Yes. I need to do, I need to produce content to appease them. And the reason they're not making content or doing anything is because they ain't got shit to say. They're coming to you for content, right? So yeah. the, the creator should certainly have more control over what they're doing. But the, the trap you get caught in is like, I want to be a big channel. I want to make money or I want to make money doing this. Now, everybody and their fucking dog has a goddamn YouTube channel. Anybody can post anything they want and talk yes. about whatever they want, you know? So it it takes the allure and kind of the novelty away from it. It is really a stroke of luck. You got to be at the right place at the right time. You got to know the right people. You got to network. You got to talk to the right people. You have to have the right people on. And it is a considerable, considerable amount of work. And even though, I mean, we've talked the same shit again and again and again because our values haven't changed. You know yep. what I mean? So everything we discuss is going to be filtered through that value structure. And that's about all you can do. And that's again... Yeah, that's my that's my uh, biggest uh, fear. You see, every every time I do something, I'm, I want to do something new. I don't want to just. I make one video about a certain subject, and mm -hmm. I and I never sub touch that subject again. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I try not to. Admittedly, Islam has been a running theme with me, but Islam is like an ever persistent uh, issue in my life Certainly. because because Certainly. It, it, it encompasses a lot of aspects of my life, especially from where I'm from and all the rest. So I. I, Islam is a bit of a bit of a running theme, but and social justice, you know, I seem to come back to that every so often because they keep doing stupid shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, of course. But generally, I try to at least, if, even with the Islam thing, I try to find a new angle to it, or a new uh, debate, or a new argument, or a, or a new passage, or something different. Because mm -hmm. even that, to me, for me, I'm like. I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm like a broken record. I'm going to just be, you know, going round and round. Why am I doing that? But then when I see other people, I realize, holy shit, no, other people are a broken record. They're talking about the same stuff but that Banksy, they were talking about a year ago, two years here's ago. Here's the catch. The people who are listening to those people are more fucking broken record style than the fucking content creator because they just want their fucking viewpoint validated by somebody yes, else reaffirmed. who's famous or popular or whatever the thing is, which is the wrong metric to judge information by anyways. You know what I mean? We're a lot more tribal than we think we are. We're a lot more like the way that people work is this, is that if generally if somebody you like is saying something you agree with, you have a good reaction. But if somebody you really don't like says something that you agree with, you'll be like, now, fuck it. 
I don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even notice the fact that it's the mascot that matters to you more than the actual message and the truth and the intent yes. behind it. So yes. people are very surface level. Again, like, and I'm, it's not necessarily a knock. We all have jobs. We have lives we have to worry about. Sometimes it's easier to have somebody else compress and decompress information for us because it saves us time and it's entertaining or whatever it is. And it's, it's very because we're so limited on time it's difficult to see the trap you know what i mean like it's very beguiling we're beguiled by the performance of the information the performative energy behind the information rather than the information itself and i think that's that is on audiences and people who make up those audiences to be responsible for but it's not because people like to be followers they don't it's very difficult to stand out and be a leader Mm. but it's it's very easy to fucking fall in line like a good yep. little soldier you yep. know sheep sheeple sheeple yeah. yeah no i mean it's true because um as a as a rule even in nature mm -hmm. you only get one or two alpha male alpha females in a wolf pack you're not gonna have three alpha females you have one alpha female right. one alpha male and everybody else follows suit uh and that's how it is in in every pack. You look at look at lions, look at uh, uh, gorillas. You know all any any group social uh, gr uh, animal, uh, killer whales and and elephants. They all have alphas, and then everyone else follows that particular alpha. Uh, and most of the time, we tend to want to be uh, followers, not because it's. Uh, it's it's uh, what's it called? It's it's a convenient or something we like. It's actually the easier, res least resistant path, the path right, to, right. with least resistant. Because being a, a leader or being a, a person that sticks their head out uh, above the parapet is 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 dangerous. In in the mm -hmm. wild, you could get killed. Of you course, know, in the wild, the 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 alpha the the alpha wolf is the one who other if another alpha wolf comes in is going to try and kill in order to take his pa uh, pack in the uh, in pride of lions it's the male lion that's going to have to go out and fight the other male lions the incoming dangers uh, the women do the hunting but the alpha ma uh, the, the, the male lion is the one that puts his life on the line when it comes to defending the the pride so being that alpha comes with a certain level of risk and responsibility and no one wants that part i think that's the part that no one wants they don't want the responsibility. that's okay the thing is why aren't we facilitating proper relationships with people who we feel comfortable with and have a solid tribe with you know what i mean instead mm. of just going based off what people say in their youtube videos which by the way it's very easy to say a lot of shit in a YouTube video. It's not as easy in a relationship to embody those values. And the only way you actually know if someone embodies those values is by seeing how they behave with you in interactions and in relationships, all that kind of stuff. And that kind of shit takes time. People do not want to put time into the actual valuable things that will increase their well-being. It's okay to be a follower. It's okay to take the path of least resistance for some things. You know what I mean? But there are extremely valuable things, which I think serves as a solution to such a big problem like this, you know, like uncertainty, being scared is take the initiative to build your own tribe and like actually maintain and sustain good relationships in your life where you feel like you have a group 
that you are a part of. So you're not having to resort to all these fucking artificial forms of tribalism where, oh, let's rally around a YouTuber or let's rally around some whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and now we're friends. Or, or cause exactly. Trump or this or that. I mean, yeah, there is a, there is, it's true. If you don't have your own tribe, you will be susceptible for others to come and sort of include you in their tribe. Religion, religion has been playing that game for centuries. They mm -hmm. know that, you know, the, right now I'm, I'm, you know, I was watching some videos about a guy who converted to Islam fairly recently on Saturday. He, on Sunday, he was a speaker's corner and he was talking to this uh, Muslim guy about his conversion. And I could see that this man clearly was looking for a tribe. He's looking for a social group. And he found it. He went first went to Christianity. Christianity didn't quite give him, I guess, the, 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 the thing he needed. But he found it in Islam because the, these religions, they don't just give you a psychological sense of, uh, of, of comfort. Like, you know, there's a big daddy upstairs. He's going to look out for you. He's taking care of everything. Don't get too flustered and don't worry about things. But it's not just that. It's also... I've got a social circle. I immediately are welcomed into this massive family, this massive social circle of people. I go to the mosque, I hang out, I talk to them. I'm, I'm there, 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 there. So if you're, if you got an element uh, in your social life missing, uh, if you're a recluse, if you're just generally not an outgoing person, or generally you don't have the kind of like-minded individuals you want, uh, a religion uh, or you know a cult gives you that immediately. Because you immediately. What do you think politics in? is doing now? Politics has become yep. the new religion. I cannot have a discussion and make any points without somebody being like, oh, that's a right wing talking point. Oh, that's a left wing. No, it's yeah. just a talking point, bro. Mm. Your need to make it left or right is the rot of your brain. Can you evaluate information just by their merits? Like, merit is something that is dying. Nobody fucking cares about merit. Nope. I do this, therefore give me this. Well, did you earn it? No, you fucking didn't. But you think you deserve it. Why? Mm. Oh, my my ancestors went through a wrong, really rough time fucking 60 years ago. Or like, whatever. My, my skin color makes me susceptible to oppression. No, retard. It's you. If you are, if you want to think of yourself like that, if you want to diminish yourself, and if you want to lower yourself to such a level that you can't have an intellectual or any kind of discussion without bringing in politics or whatever, like, how obnoxious is it if you're talking to a friend, but everything they're talking to you about has to be filtered through this lens of Christianity, right? Imagine your friends did that. It would be really annoying. It's difficult to talk to people, and it's a reason that I have just a few people I like to talk to because it's not about your political views or your political affiliation like you know the the issues that are touted in america as left or right abortion for example or whatever the fuck it is you know what i mean it's not a left right issue it's really not it's force fucked into being that way because each side views the thing differently but it's not it has nothing to do with the left or right and you can't have a real discussion with somebody if they're always going to force fuck the conversation into this myopic political lens. Like, it's so boring. How fucking boring in one note are you? That's, that everything oh. needs to go through the political fucking lens. Is there any other way you view life? Do you <laughs> understand perspective, perhaps? Like, how sheltered are you that the only thing that you can consider information with is politics? Yeah. Yeah, what is, is that? <laughs> well, this is the thing is about um, 
you know, only 50, 60, 80 years ago, 100 years ago, certainly. Religion was that. People mm-hmm. did that. Everything was filtered through their lens of their religion. I mean, Muslims and, and Christians, for sure, they were told that everything they do, Muslims, I know this for a fact, Everything they do, those who really believe it, by the way, not, not these wishy-washy, what we call chocolate Muslims, you know, who, who, <laughs> you know, who believe, chocolate you know, they, 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 they become a Muslim like during Ramadan and then they're, they're doing tequila shots the week after. Literally, my friends that I go out with, literally, the week before Ramadan starts, my mate calls me up. He's a Palestinian. He goes, dude, this is the last week. We've got to go out. We've got to get hammered because I can't drink for a month. <laughs> and then... And then we go out, we get smashed, and then he he becomes a good Muslim for about a month until the next, uh, until after Ramadan. Literally the week after Ramadan, the weekend, dude, I gotta go out, I gotta get smashed. (laughs) I'm like, okay, whatever, man. But what I mean is, apart from those types of men, those who really believe it, everything they do, every aspect, every facet of their life is, is this Islamic Am I doing this according to Islam? If I'm right. step, and I'm I'm talking about the minutiae of life. I'm talking about the way you step into the toilet, either with your re- left foot or your right foot. Uh, the the way you you sit, the way you eat. You know, in Islam, it's prescribed you should chew a certain number of times with the left side and then the right side before mm. you swallow. I am not joking. These are within the tenets of Islam. With I mean, it's not necessarily the Quran, but it's you know, the Islam isn't just the Quran. Islam is right, the, right. The, the hadiths and the Sunnah of the Prophet. So it's within those hadiths of how many times you should chew your fucking food. That's how much control this religion has over people. So when you say people are filtering politics, everything is filtered through the lens of their current you know state of politics. Well, for for religious people, it was exactly that, except it was through the the tenets of their religion, uh, and and people have substituted. And this is the this is what I've been saying about people like Hitchens and and mostly Hitchens because he was anti-theist as well as uh, an atheist, but uh, others as well. Where when they threw out religion, I think they threw out the baby with the bathwater, or they didn't spend enough sufficient time to give people an alternative to religion. Sam Harris has done that. Sam Harris has tried to do that. He tried to do it with uh, maps of, um, not, not maps of meaning. I'm waking up. Uh, yeah, waking up. He tried to do it with the the, the, the moral landscape. He And, and obviously he started with the um, uh, letter to a Christian nation and then afterwards the, the end of faith. He was sl- Yeah, he was slamming down religion with the end of faith, but he was giving people a moral framework with the moral landscape and he was trying to give them a spiritual framework in in waking up. So he was he has tried to tell people you don't need God, you don't need the Abrahamic God to have a spiritual life. This is a this is a framework I can give you. I can give you this path. But Hitchens Dawkins, they didn't give a damn. They, mm-hmm. they just went and smashed down God and then moved on because they themselves have sufficient uh, uh, social and 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 family sort of life to be mm-hmm. able to survive, you know, to be able to cope without a God. But I'll be honest with you, there are many people who cannot. There are many people who can't live without a, a God in their life, and if you don't replace the God gap with something else that hole that god live uh, leaves when you take it out they will then cling on to now we see socialism communism 
BLM, whatever. So they they're just replacing ideology. Yes, it's just like a it, that's all it is. And the thing to realize is that people are just scrambling to find what their highest ideal is. Now you have to figure that out on your own. Whatever your highest ideal is, that's what God represents. God isn't an actual thing. It's a metaphysical concept that represents your highest ideal, your highest that's ethic it. or the highest value, right? And then everything else trickles down from there. Once you figure that out, you can kind of... Yeah, that's exactly People what... talk a lot of shit, but people's actions always, always substantiate what their actual values are more than the things that they say they value. Yes. If you, if you observe your behavior and if you can actually pay attention to the things that you're doing, which is a lot of what Sam Harris talks about is the meditation, being mindful, being aware of the way that you're interacting with your environment and with other people, you know, like don't lie and you should always strive towards truth. So Sa Sam Harris's highest ethic is obviously the truth, right? So all of his behavior, which you see throughout his podcast, throughout his writing, it all, it all works towards that end goal having difficult conversations talking about things people can't talk about having the gumption and having the like the eloquence to talk about them in a way that is respectful to the subject because we understand that people are incredibly sensitive mm. and things need to be talked about in a particular way now i used to be a little abrasive with that and say i'm gonna fucking talk about things the way that i want to but there really is a sensitivity amongst people dealing with the truth People often say they want the truth, but they don't because as soon as they get it, they try to find ways to twist it up to fit their own brain and the narrative they have about it. Yes. The truth isn't here to satisfy your narrative. You the truth is the, the truth, truth standalone. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you have to be able to, the only way to adapt to reality is to come into collision with that truth, right? Like com coming into the, coming into the collision of like this whole politics thing of like, this is optics guys this this is not the the two parties in america in particular as we talked about before they're not here to do what is best for you they're here to do what is best for their individual interests because both sides have fucking the same hands in their pockets so we need to be aware of that kind of stuff how is change going to come when people don't even understand things like that you know it's a it's pageantry it's the WWE. And if yes. you're the type of person who falls for the perception of things, then you're going to have a really difficult time interfacing with reality in a way that's actually going to help you make progress as an individual to just live through it and not have such a resistance or tension, you know, because mm. it is stressful. It's awful. And yeah. it sucks to know that we don't have dependable leaders. We don't have anybody out there right now that's worth exemplifying or being like, oh, wow, like, look at this leader we have. He's so excellent and he exemplifies such good behaviors and embodies good values. No, because they say one thing and then they're on camera. We see them do other things, but somehow <laughs> people are still like. People just seem to brush it off. I Trump, mean, Trump, Trump, Biden, 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 or, you know, Boris, Boris, whatever, yeah. you, whatever your guy Trudeau, is, you know. Trudeau. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but the thing is this is i mean there's two aspects that i wanted to point uh sort of pick up on one which is you're absolutely right if you if you were in the days of let's say knights and king king henry and all those sort of periods would would you be able, would you be able to point at any world leader any world leader in this case i'm not even talking about just the european and the westerners and the north americans any world leader that you would go to war with 
that you would ride with. You know what I mean? That that, that William Wallace moment from uh, uh, from Braveheart, where, Braveheart. Where, he, yeah, where he says, you know, uh, the people, you are the rightful king and the people trust you. And if you if you take your rightful place, I will I will ride with you. That sort of moment where if you were to look at any of these leaders uh, from anywhere, would you would you ride with them into battle? And to be honest with you, no. Most of these fucks will be will be pissed, scared. Will be at the back of the fucking line. <laughs> they are not the type of people that would ride to war with you, or, no. or that you would trust to ride to ride into battle with. So if you if you think of your leaders as that level, as can I trust this man? Do I do I trust this individual so much that I would that I would ride into battle with? That I'd risk my life with yes. them alongside yes. them. That I would die with them, you know. He is my, he's truly my brother in 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 this in this situation in this country. Most of them are not. Ninety percent of them are not because they are self-serving individuals. They get, came into politics to get something out of it. They mm -hmm. come in to truly serve. There's a, a, there's a minuscule amount of people throughout the history of politics that actually went into politics to actually serve the people. Uh, ninety percent of them are just corrupt. It's always it's a very strange pattern we have in our history that the people who are always preaching peace and to get along and shit they're always fucking. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's a, it's an odd thing. I'm not I'm not feeding into the conspiracy or anything. It's just a question that's kind of floating around. It's like, why is it the people who are like, hey, we have to be peaceful. We can't fucking do this shit. Fuck the Cold War. Fuck all this kind of stuff. We can't live in tension with our neighbors and all this kind of shit. They're snubbed or they're fucking axed or whatever. Why is that? It's very strange. You know? it's, it's actually uh, what um, what Bill Hicks says at the end of one of his shows. That it's it's just him. a ride. You know, it's it says it's just then, a ride, man. Yeah. I said that at the end of my yeah. my thought cast yeah. today. But he says, you know, there are some good people who come and tell you, hey, man, it's just a ride. And you know what we do to those people? We fucking kill them. <laughs> Bye. Shut him up! Shut him up! <laughs> this can't be. This can't be false. This must be real. Yeah. Look at my house. Look at my car. Look at my family. This must be real. Yeah. <laughs> so I like one of the solutions to this shit is to, and I don't even know how to start or where to start with this, is to come into collision with reality in a way that you're going to be able to maximize or actually minimize your suffering with the fact of it so that you can move on and get the most out of your life as an individual because at this point to depend on the state or the country or anybody to take care of you i don't know how that's going to look like you know benefits are running out now and and like this virus thing hasn't stopped yet i don't think we're getting it's very difficult to get accurate information because information is always changing. So we need to adapt and people are very bad at adapting. We're so used to things being habitual and the same yes. that our mindsets kind of get like that. They get calcified with all this bullshit over the years and then you can't change. If you can't change, you're it's not going to work for you. Well, you're you, gonna you're have adapt, yeah if you're not adaptable and if you're not flexible to change then yeah you're gonna you're gonna i mean it's it's a rules rule of darwinian evolution really 90 percent of 99 percent of all things have gone extinct and we're not you know any any different and your society and on a social level your society is an, ex an exception western civilization isn't an exception to, no. to going extinct or to being you know to implode or or even explode uh it it is just as susceptible as rome and and egypt and persia and and mongol and all the rest of them all the all these great empires came and went 
these empires ran shit for hundreds of years. The the Mughals, the Muslims, ran Spain for nearly four or over four hundred years. We've this Western civilization and its essential te- yeah technological peak. It's been a nation f- stages. Yeah, it's been a couple of hundred years. <laughs> Dude, back in the day, the child mortality rate was so high. Western civilization is in that nascent stage where it can still just fucking die or be destroyed. And it looks like with a lot of the the social unrest and the issues that are being brought forth, that there is a little bit of disruption yeah. in, in just the, the vibration of the fucking society that's been built. And it's because it's decaying. You know, order order is an order if it just appears to be order there has to be actual implementation of of things to ensure that it's changing the society for the better Mm. but it's not and the things people pay attention to are not conducive to that goal people don't care about things they're super distracted they want to act like they are they want to come on the internet they want to have these discussions but it's like dude you're you're contributing to the problem like you're you're still acting a certain way towards people and you're still doing this shit meanwhile you're like preaching to people that they should be better to people jordan peterson is right you should not be telling other people how to run their shit unless your house is clean and there's no bodies in your closet bro yeah and that's the thing everybody wants to point out everybody else's hypocrisy but they don't want to get acquainted with their own and we all have them yes you know and this is the this is the part of the self-reflection which is which is the difficult one nobody wants to admit but it's gay you know it's fucking gay to be like (laughs) oh read a self-help book or this or that and i hate that stigma because it's like well how else are you supposed to figure it out if you don't have a good relationship with yourself like this is the and then the whole conspiracy thing starts oh man all these psychedelics are illegal man they don't want you to be in touch with yourself man (laughs) it makes a little bit of sense because it is not in the interest of governments or politicians for you to be in touch with how fucked up shit is because they want to distract you with all these promises and all this Mm. shiny shit and guess what 98 percent of the population gets distracted yes yeah they just fucking do yeah no it's true and this is this is this is the problem of um of having an informed populace, especially in democracies. I mean, democracies, the worst thing for a, for a crony capitalist or a crony system is to have an informed populace. If you if you can distract them, if you can shine a shiny thing over here and like, or, or create some kind of chaotic scenario, which is what they're doing, burning buildings down. Look at these guys. Look at the burning building over here, people, because they are now maneuvering and that they have been now we will see what happens at the end of november uh but the maneuvering has happened for four years social media uh mainstream media they've been maneuvering against trump now in all honestly i'm not a like you know oh trump is the greatest person on the planet but i know for a fact that if you get biden in nothing will change Oh, it's no better. Dude, he's he's basically like the only difference between Trump and Biden is Biden will lie to you with a big fucking smile on his face. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He'll he'll dress it up. Every every fucking politician lies. It's just it's just a matter of what costume jewelry they're going to put on the lie to distract you from the fact that the lie is right in front of your face. Yeah. Hiding in plain sight. That's what is happening. It's right fucking in yes. front of you. But if you don't want to see that because you're way too into your fucking feelings about this candidate or that, then that's it. Like yeah. democracy will not work, does not work, 
cannot work unless the population is educated enough to make the decisions that are right for everybody. But you see, now this is this is the critical aspect. You know, we I put the title of the show, "Looking for Solutions" or "Solutions Finding Solutions." I don't I forgot what the fuck I put in the title of the show. Mm. But you know what I mean? It's something about solutions. Uh, here we go, finding solutions with Amy K. Now. Mm. In that solution-orientated mindset, there was one thing I, I you mentioned earlier on, which I've been saying for a few weeks when it comes to debates, especially Speaker's Corner debates, which is what you said about the WWE pageantry uh, and, and also this, this you know, he, he crushed him in that debate. So he came down from the top rope. And by the way, I, you know, you, you, can, you can see those when Hitchens, like, debated people or uh, Dawkins debated or any of these sort of debates that took place, especially back in, like, the, the early 2010s, uh, uh, when uh, when these atheist sort of people were doing all these debates, it was all WWE style commentary. You know, oh, he he crushed him. He took him down on that one. It's like, dude, don't worry about the the how many who crushed who. What did you learn from this debate? What did yeah, you? What are the away? points that you got? What's yeah. the what's the information that you're? <laughs> what what was so the takeaway from this? You know, what dude, did everybody turns into like a fucking f footy hooligan. Yeah, which I'm sure you're aware of. You have those in your country. Oh, People on. just go fucking wild over their soccer teams and shit, and it's hooliganry. Like, mm. that is the most savage shit ever. Oh, he won, they won. Like, that's not how these people treat these debates. That's why it's kind of stupid to have a crowd because inevitably they're going to cheer. Like, when I saw Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson when they came to Vancouver a couple years ago, mm. these are two intellectuals who are trying to have a conversation. It's not yes. about my team or your team. And the, the audience gets a little bit embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's mm. just like, dude. But who do you think you're seeing like Triple H up there or something? Like you are seeing two very is, smart people yes. who are trying to have a discussion and you're fucking cheering and destroying the entire yes. point of the exercise, which is for them to just talk the points and get through the things they disagree with. And maybe you'll find something in between those moments if you listen instead of like, but that's you know? exactly it. This is what I mean. Even the audience is sort of there for some kind of a WWE showdown, and and they didn't get it. And this is why Jordan Peterson's uh, debates with Sam Harris. In fact, there were two of them on on his podcast, uh, Waking yeah. Up, and yeah. he then did a you know the live show and stuff. The I don't think the audience had what. Or at least what they hoped that they get. They didn't get the Hitchens moments that they hoped. The 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 Ham, Sam Harris bitch slap instead of the Hitch, you know, the Hitchens slap. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So they, they were looking for those things, and this is so WWE. This is so low IQ stuff. And these two people are talking on levels in which some of them I can I can I can imagine because I was certainly in that place. There was stuff that these people were talking about. These two were talking about that I had to go up and look up. I was like a dude with a fucking dictionary looking up the words that they're saying to, to know the meaning of some of this shit. So yes, it was it was it was uh, you know it was it wasn't easily digestible stuff. These guys were not talking yeah. in Trump language. They no. were talking in in a much higher level sort of stuff, and it wasn't easy to digest. And I had to listen to some of this stuff more than once, and that's the other right. problem. Here's a two-hour freaking podcast or a two-hour stage or uh, you know show. And you have to listen to it two, three times just to understand half of the shit that they're saying. Yeah. So these things are not for the for the faint-hearted, and they are they do require some degree of actual effort from the audience to understand. 
And no one wants that. They want the WWE. They want the SmackDown. They want the elbow from the top rope. And they don't want to sit around and wait. And that, to me, goes to the heart of the other aspect that we were talking about, which is politics. If politics is ran in the same WWE fashion as intellectual you know, conversations about religion, about uh, human ex- you know, ex- existence and, and, and these internal sort of why questions. Well, if we're running WWE across the board, everything is in WWE language and, and aesthetics, we will never get the kind of sophisticated politicians that we will need to get us through the next few decades uh, because the people are not going for those. Who's going to sit and listen to a Sam Harris, um, uh, Jordan Peterson style political presidential debate? They're not. Did you hear that Trump said that he wants to do a debate on the Joe Rogan podcast? There you go. This is a presidential debate. Like, I understand that Joe Rogan is, like, really big in the podcast Mm. world and stuff. And the thing is, Trump is also putting an effort to turn this whole thing into a reality TV show. Trump is a Kardashian, okay? This is the model of fucking success now, is be a Kardashian. Trump is no Mm -hmm. different than a Kardashian. Mm. Look at me, I exist. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Idiocracy. The only difference. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You know, I haven't seen that yet, but a lot of people oh, have been telling dude, me to. You gotta see that. I'm kind of nervous because I already feel like I have a pretty grim kind of. It's, I'm not optimistic. It's Are you optimistic though. at all? Oh, um, is it? Okay, it's a comedy. It's not idiocracy. Is a, is a comedy. You still laugh your ass off at the at the uh, uh, the the sort of ridiculousness of it all, but. But I hear the parallels. Also, are yeah, but a you will bit, also like, be depressed because of the parallels. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't have any, I don't have very much optimism about the future. Um, Um, I mean, I I just don't. I like to be, I like to be the glass half full. You see, I I was actually saying this on Saturday. I think I did a little uh, little, little podcast thing on Saturday. I did a show and I was talking to the chaps then. And I, I said, there are two types of people in the world. There are the Gene Roddenberry's. Oh, no, no. There are two types of people who think the future will be either the Gene Roddenberry future or the George Orwell future. Gene Roddenberry? Who's that? Gene Gene Roddenberry is the the creator of Star Trek. And Star Trek is a very hopeful future for mankind. Yeah, yeah. Star Mm -hmm. Trek is all about, you know, we're all flying around in spaceships and there's no poverty, there's no money, there's no, you know, everybody gets medical care and everything is wonderful and these miraculous machines just give you food and drugs and everything you want forever and and there's no problem. And, you know, human beings are running around the, the stars, you know, discovering new things. Whilst George Orwell... For most of his books, I mean, certainly the ones I know of, 1984, The Time Machine, Animal Farm, they are very dystopian. Everything is shit. It's a, it's a, it's just, it's a, it's a shit show. It's everything's gonna fall apart. There's gonna be some dictator with his foot in your ass, and mm-hmm. your whole life is gonna be monitored 24/7 or or whatever. It's just it's dystopian. No matter what you, whichever one you look at, it's always dystopian. Now, for me, I'm a Gene Roddenberry fan. I like Star Trek. I like the fact that human beings would achieve these wonderful things. But I, I'll talk to you know half a dozen people on Speaker's Corner or on these live uh, streams, and 
a lot of them are George Orwell types. They're like, no, no, it won't get better. It can actually get worse. And so, yeah, it can. It so can my sense, my, my honest to God sense, like the way I feel inside is that I am not optimistic about it, but I don't think it's going to be bad or good. I'm just willing, like, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I'm not attached to the result either way, but my feeling is of as not of optimism and that's fine you know i can deal with that feeling that's my own personal feeling it is what it is and it's really hard to tell right like the world is kind of a crazy place a lot of unpredictable shit can happen hey it might happen that one day we wake up and all of a sudden the pandemic disappears or some fucking crazy shit you just don't know when you're existing in so much fucking chaos right um that's why as an individual like it's important to make sure you're doing what is psychologically healthy for you that will increase your well-being so that whether the future is bad or good you are grounded as as an adult as a human being as a thinking person that's yeah. all you can really put effort into doing well this is you see exactly i mean i agree with you and i also i was as we were saying these things i was thinking about uh, what what we said earlier on about uh, you know, electing the, the there's a saying: people get the, the the politicians and the government they deserve. And if people want WWE pol uh, spectacles, they'll get WWE politicians. And if you want Joe Rogan, uh, sorry, if you want Sam Harris and and Jordan Peterson debates, if you can accept that kind of a level of debate in your politics, you will get that kind of politician. So it is up to the people to demand that level of discord because if they don't demand it the politicians won't deliver it and the politicians that will run up run for those positions if you demand a sam harris and jordan peterson level of conversation or the the politicians that will run and the politicians that will even get close to making it to the place of president is the ones who can hold that kind of conversation mm -hmm. and if you don't demand that then you're not going to get it if you if you if you demand WWE you get WWE politicians so it's up to but the Banksy, people. the the reading level of the US would just make it just makes sense that they're WWE people the the literacy levels in America are so fucking poor mm. you know it's it's really I know I know and this is the this and is, America I mean, comes out with great that? stuff there's great science coming out of there. There's a lot of great stuff, but it's not the thing that is emphasized to value. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and look at people's attitude towards science. You can fucking sit here and say you like science all you want, but you don't give a shit about science when it comes to real information. You just give as much of a fuck about science insofar as you're getting enough speed on your smartphone to jerk off at work while you're bored. <laughs> That's it. That's all people care to do. They just, they yeah. just want to... As long as as long as this this smartphone makes me come within the next four to five minutes, <laughs> I you don't got give a it. shit. This, I mean, it's true though. It's absolutely people. I've talked to people. They said, as far as I'm concerned, little fairies and leprechauns run around inside my phone and make magic happen. I have no idea how this shit works. <laughs> exactly. But this is the thing about being distracted. Like you, every single one of us only has a limited amount of bandwidth in a day. How you, it's just like budgeting. It's like, it, it's economic, right? It's cognitive economics. You have a certain budget per day of the things you can pay attention to. How you spend that cognitive cash is going to affect 
how your cognition functions. If you are spending shit on, it's like the body. If you're going to eat junk food, if you're going to not give a fuck, your body's not going to work properly. In the same way, if you're not feeding your mind with mm. positive things or things that encourage or facilitate good thinking behaviors, you're going to be lost for a long time. And I mean, anybody can sit here and tell themselves that they're fucking smart or this fucking that or they're fucking that or they're fine or they're this. And it's like, really, let's check your YouTube history and see what you're watching. <laughs> Let me see your browsing history. Let me see how you actually spend your day. And I can we can determine whether you're doing things that are wholesome for you and healthy or whether you're just one, you're just part of the rot. And remember, like once you're in that zone, once you're in that circle, that that feedback loop in your brain, it's not recognized as bad or good. It's just recognized as a familiar behavior that you engage in that at one point provided some sort of reward that probably now isn't and is more just habitual, right? Yeah. That's why relationships get stale because people just get into the habit of not being alone and then they just keep doing it because they don't want to be alone and they don't address any of the shit that's causing their relationship to deteriorate. But you're not paying attention to the deterioration because you're so caught up in the pattern of living just it. Living, yeah. But it's hard work as well, isn't it? I mean, don't we? I mean, I'm, I'm honestly, Brett Banksy, I'm so fucking sick of that excuse. Yes, it is hard work. Okay. It's, it's work. very fucking hard work. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. It takes like the things that you don't like that make you bored. You have to find a way to make them fun. And that that's a gift that I have. Like, mm. I'm very lucky I have that probably because my life sucked earlier. So. You know, pe people have had easier lives. They they don't value these things as much because they've never been put under the pressure of having to make their situation better for themselves. I'm in an advantage now as an older person recognizing being kicked out at 14 that I had to bust my ass really hard and I had to change my mind because I was a very depressed and like not yeah. healthy person to be around. You know, I was bad to my boyfriend. I was bad to my friends. I was just not good. And I was sucking the life out of people around me. I don't exactly know what it was, it, like the difficulty or whatever that made me see like, if I want these certain things, I have to change the way that I interface with my life and like with shit in my life. Like it's all about attitude at the end of the day. And if you can manage to incrementally, slowly, gradually adjust your attitude over time based on the reality, because there are just things that are, that are, objective right like you can mm. ask certain questions about reality to get an answer and then you can you can derive your ought from your is you know that whole philosophical thing yes yes so it's just it's wild right like it does it's, require thought yeah, but you but can tell i've thought about it because i've i've sat here and i've i try yeah. to do the shit it's not yeah. fun i don't have like it, it limits you a lot you know what I mean? Like, I have three or four friends. I don't want a big group of friends. Mm. Like, I just want a cool. solid group of people that yeah. I keep in communication with that I know are not going to, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be not more gonna beneficial. They're going to suddenly flip on you. They're not going to, you know, suddenly, you know, fuck you over. They're stable. You, you they're are, psychologically yeah, they're stable people. Yeah, that's it. Psychologically, <clears throat> they're not... Uh, you see, I found a lot of friends uh, over over the years to be like this. Those the ones that I usually end up cutting out over time. Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that 
use you as a psychological dumping ground for their problems in life yeah. and they are they don't have their own stability so they look for you to be their stable and actually boyfriends and girlfriends do that as well if they are not stable themselves they look for that other person to be their their rock in the in the in the storm uh, which they can cling on to so mm -hmm. they are looking quite often for someone else to do the heavy lifting for them psychologically uh, or they will dump all their their negativity onto the, the onto you in order to vent and get rid of that psychological crap if you like for themselves dude what you can do too like articulate what you're feeling it really helps but like you have to you have to be aware that other people are taking on the emotions exactly. and shit of your bullshit, right? Exactly. So you have to be, you have to deal with most of it on your own. And if you need help working it out, your friends should be there for you. Well, for this, sure. is, this is the thing. This is the thing. It's okay if you are in a really, you know, if you have tried everything, to get, mm -hmm. you know, you've tried to, uh, to, to get rid of these psychological, you know, deal with your own psychological problems. And then you get to a point where like, look, hand, my hands are up, I need help. And then you go and seek help because you tried yeah. everything. But there's a lot of scenarios where I find that this person hasn't even like started to give some basic thoughts, <laughs> like some of the most basic efforts towards solving your own problems. But people and are afraid to be alone. They're terrified of it. Mm. This is why this is why the internet is so incredibly popular and live streams are popular is because I think people find artificial friendships in people that they erect as these mascots who share their views and and they think they have some weird sort of friendship with them because there's a kinship of ideas and that mm. fucks people up and then they're like oh i'm not alone i'm not alone i have this person and that is a nice feeling it's a supplementary thing it's true. but it's important to be the kind of person who can actually maintain and sustain at least one or two good relationships if you actually give a fuck to be healthy mm. nothing in this world is more is mo better for your well-being than healthy relationships those are what serve you long term those are what increase your well-being over time because they're difficult they're challenging they're hard work and you learn things about people that you wouldn't even think because you just we have this idea that everybody's kind of saintly when we're their friends and we like them right yeah. but god damn it like when you really get to know people they're like you're my friend and i fucking love you and i would never change that but god damn it you can be fucking annoying sometimes because people mm -hmm. are fucking annoying yeah. we need to be able to deal with the pains and the pleasures it can't be all pain or all, all pleasure, pleasure. No. you can't be 51 50. you got to be 50 50. Yeah. try and <laughs> attain the balance you know it's hard yeah. to do it, it takes effort and it's an effort that people would rather squander being online fucking arguing in comment sections than talking to people about their fucking issues or like mm -hmm. having a friendly conversation with their friend or whatever whatever when, when was that like light bulb moment for you when you f realized okay i am i am living or i have a very toxic uh attitude towards my other you know partners friends so on and so forth you know you said you grew up in this very difficult situation you were very you were thrown effectively out into the into the wilderness and at the wolves uh, at a young age and you had to kind of crawl and and, and fight your way all the way up to, uh, to 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 a good place when was that moment of like okay this isn't them this is me i have to um, fix me before I'm, i worry about fixing them i must have been about 24 25 so 
my first boyfriend and I were together for about seven years and he was a he was a great boyfriend but at the time I was incredibly toxic and obviously I didn't notice it was being me and we ended up splitting up and I ended up with this other guy now this guy treated me awfully like really badly and it was through that relationship and being treated very poorly that I was like I have a choice here I don't need to stay here I have way more choices than I've allowed myself to think I do because I was very much in that victim mentality. It was always like, oh, my parents ruined my life. Oh, my parents, my parents, which they fucking did. You know what I mean? It's not easy. It's not easy to be on your own at 14 years old. It's oh terrifying. Yeah. So that fear will just like fuck you up. You know what I mean? It will make you extremely insecure. And I just started making changes. Like I... I started to eat healthier. You know, I was eating unhealthy. I didn't have any good routines or habits. I didn't have good people in my life. I was surrounding myself with people who were, you know, they had a lot of issues and they were medicating with alcohol and, and shit that you shouldn't be medicating your fucking problems away with. And um, yeah, once I kind of split off from him, I spent time on my own, like alone. I spent two years and kind of didn't really talk to anybody kept to myself it really sucked i read a lot of books and because i was just like i don't understand how i'm going to keep living like this like miserable so i was like i need to learn about brains i've i always wanted to be a neurosurgeon when i was oh. in elementary school so i was like you know what i like brains maybe i should learn about how they work and maybe i should learn about stuff and then i started reading about psychology and then i started getting into all this like atheism stuff because it started popping up in my um Am I recommended and stuff? Mm. So that's what I did. And like, it just helped over the years change me. And well, I'm like 32 years old now. It's, it's not stopped. I still in my thirties, I'm finding things that I'm like, oh shit, this thing that like, I still have an inclination to blame my parents for is something I need to deal with. Like I still need to fix it. And it yeah. takes years and years of education and kind of brainwashing yourself with the correct information with science and with research and and you know other people around you you're fr you are who your friends are man if it's, you want to be a it's yeah. quite uh, it's quite actually uh strange that uh, it didn't push you further towards a religion more than towards like atheism is not usually the, the, the place people turn to when they have troubles in their lives in fact if you look at most people like i know my own cousins one of them was taken as a pow uh in in the iran iraq war when he came back uh I wasn't in Iran at, at that point, but, you know, I was uh, talking to him from abroad and he had become uber religious by that point because of the massive suffering that he had. In but Banksy, religion. like my parents sent me to seek private school and I still used to get severely abused by my parents. Um, like my parents beat me so hard that like my stepdad broke a, my back open with a belt. Oh my God. And I was like five or six years old. Oh my so God. when when you're when you are being abused in that way and you're going to seek school and like praying uh, doesn't like I remember like praying when I was young once because I I, I just got hurt so bad because my stepdad is a little bit crazy and you know my mom had this week where her neck was fucked and like she was just fucking throwing shit at me and just it was just it was a nightmare okay yeah, yeah, and was... like when when you pray as a child to the sky and you're like 
like somebody please get me out of this because I don't know what to do. Like it hurts so much. I'm I'm my tiny little body and these fucking big people and they're like beating the shit out of me. Please help and no help comes, right? And yeah. then there's my my biological father who's a whole fucking other nightmare of a story. When you're dealing with all that and nothing comes, it's very difficult to believe in any kind yeah. of outside force. So when I was going through the religious school, I had no belief in God, period. I've always been like that as a child. So as an adult now, it was like, if there isn't a force, what is there? Well, there's information, information became my god information is what helped me adapt and change and be better more information will always make you better you know you have to find people knowledge is power yeah and like i got lucky over time i started being friends with people who came from well-adjusted homes right mm. so i had an example of like what what it would have been like if i had a good family and i had friends who had good family and you know they would let me into their home and i would hang out and they would treat me like family and i got a lot of love and i soak up a lot of love from mm. from other people that way i take what i can get right like it's, sure, it's terrifying it's always terrifying to exist in the world with no family with yeah. no safe place to go back to my safe place is me there's nobody else for me just me wow. right and but also super empowering because I don't fucking need nobody. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a double edged sword. Yeah, so yeah, but no, I mean that is I'm, I can't I can't even fathom because I'm so fortunate that I came from a a very close. Although it wasn't many of us because when when I came to this country, you know, the massive load of family that that is in Iran uh, was was just taken away and it was just me for, for quite a long time me my mom and my brother uh, and but I was incredibly lucky that I have such an amazingly strong mom I mean my mother mm -hmm. is this is why most men find her very difficult most of her husbands found her very challenging because she is an uber alpha female and she takes charge all the time mm -hmm. and men it's incredibly demasculine. I mean, I always say this. I say, I love my mother as the greatest mother, but I would never wish on my worst enemy to have her as a, as a wife or a girlfriend. Well, that means you just ain't <laughs> strong enough to be her man. Yeah, but... That means there there is no alpha or there is no dude out there that can match her energy. Exactly. That, that's not... That's not a her problem. Well, that's a that's a men are weak ass bitches problem. Yeah, but she emasculates these men like like literally what do you mean? cuts off the nuts practically. Uh, but you know she she emasculates the men violently, like. I, I like she'll wanna... just be like, you piece of shit, you're oh, a dude yeah, or something. Or I'm better than you. Straight oh, up. really? Straight okay, up. that's a bit rough. I'm not even joking. Straight up. You are a weak, pathetic piece of shit. I have heard those arguments. <laughs> yeah, but then you know what, though? Then if, if a guy who wasn't weak and pathetic would be like, listen, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but... Because this is how we existed back in the day where, where women and men would argue with each other. And they wouldn't put up with that shit from either of each other. And the people who can deal with that kind of argumentation are the ones that should be together. Yeah. Because you're going to call your partner a piece of shit sometimes. And you're going to be a piece of shit to them. And if you're going to call them a piece of shit, understand you can also be one. You know? Yeah, maybe. It's, I, it's complex. But, yeah. I mean, either way, 
what I will say is, as far as my childhood is concerned, it because she was so strong, uh, and and the fact—I mean, don't get me wrong—I had a great stepdad as well. Although he was a—he was a bit of—he is—he's a, is, is a straight-up beta male. Uh, now that I think about it, I mean, he's a great guy. He's loving. He's caring. He's a mm. wonderful person. I I appreciate him so much more now that I'm older than I ever did when I was young. I the 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 level of shit I gave that poor man, and the kind of monster that I was to him, well, I would have beaten the shit out of myself if I go back in time I would have to beat the living crap out of myself for being the kind of asshole I was to that guy when I was a teenager and he was so patient with me and he was so wonderful and so there is a lot of things that I that I can say uh, about my stepdad that was a wonderful man but unfortunately he was very beta he, he, he raised us a little mothers. bit. It took us a long time for me. As uh, my brother was better, but me, it took me a long time to, to develop an alpha mindset because I was so influenced by his beta mindset. Stern um, mothers make good men. You know what I mean? Like that is the. It's. I think it's much better to have a strong mother than it is to have one of the moms that's like, oh, you can just have everything and anything. It's no mm. good. You, you can never be like that as a parent. That's that's kind of why you do need a full family to raise a child because you need the qualities of the father and you need the soft qualities of the mother yes. and they're both hard and soft in their own yes. ways and that's generally what helps raise a balanced child yeah. like i don't know very many people whose parents are still together who aren't just great people because mm -hmm. their family they have good strong family structures there is something to be said about that. It's not a religious thing, but it is a very important value. You have to, like, I'm lucky, dude. I could have ended up on the street doing drugs. Sometimes I'm surprised yeah, I haven't because yeah. there, there's just so much in my life that I wanted to numb. I'm mm. such a feely person. I feel everything. I'm very sensitive. I have it managed, right? Like, I'm, I'm a confident, strong woman so i can deal with my own shit but i'm super sensitive to like the littlest thing you know what i mean and now i have this ability to be like is that worth having affect me no okay bye you know <laughs> don't like it leave like it stick around see see what you get some pain's worth it some pain's not and you just got to kind of be able to discern that shit but like yeah. it's it's really shitty to not have support as a young child and um you know, that's why I didn't get to take up shit like playing guitar or doing fun stuff because I had to yeah, do stupid yeah. adult yeah. shit. At 14, you were too busy trying to pay the bills and, and not be out in the streets and not starve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly different priorities than learning how to play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. But, but yeah, I totally, I totally get it. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, no, I wouldn't, I would not expect you to, uh, um, uh, to, to have picked up on the on the sort of uh, you know the softer things the, the the sort of happy childhood sort of stuff and and I, again as in contrast i have to say my mom was now as i say now that i think about all the different elements she was in her even she, because she, my mom was very young when she had when she got married and she had me and my my brother uh <coughs> we're talking in her like teens 16 uh, oh wow! So okay, very young because in Iran, you know, people get married young, especially her generation and my grandmother's generation. Uh, but she was still wise enough to recognize once she divorced my my dad and we moved to Britain, uh, to that my sons need a f male figure in the house. They need to be raised with a male uh, influence. So she made sure that we had a very good, positive male role model, uh, and she didn't just go after her 
personal desires of I just want to you know uh, one of these fuck boys uh, that's good looking and and he's just a bit of a dick but you know I can have fun with him because she took the responsibility of I need a father to be able to be a good influence to my sons uh, and I can't have some fuck boy riffraff around fuck boy drugs. riffraff <laughs> basically and so yeah. she 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 sacrificed effectively what she, she I mean she could have my mother is. To this very day, if if people see, I, mean, I think I I don't know if I've shown. I think you've seen a picture of her, but if I show you the picture, of yeah, her, her birthday. Yeah, but uh, she would. She is, you know. People used to think when I was in my twenties, when we, me, me and my mom and, and and my youngest brother used to go out. People used to used to think we're a couple, and that's our son. <laughs> uh, and and to this very day, when she was younger, she was incredibly attractive. Men would have died. Oh, for her. yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, and they, they could have, she could have easily have done a lot better uh, as a, as as a you know choice of partners. But she chose rather than as I say these fuck boys. She chose uh, a man that was responsible that could take a family of you know uh, two sons and all of that. So she was very very smart in her in her thoughts about how she's going to have a male influence and what kind of male influence she should have. You have to be. Yeah, and and so know for, the, for that I thank sorry, her God. because she really did think about these things. She didn't just go after her own personal desires. Uh, but so you know, for that reason, I don't have the kind of childhood that you have because your childhood, you know, sounds very very harsh. I'm sorry. It was a nightmare. It's, no, it was. Yeah, it but at the same time, like now I look back at it and I'm like, I'm kind of pretty glad that it went the way that it did. I like that I was forced into being independent and i like that mm. it's it's forged dude swords are not swords are not made without being beaten under extreme pressure and heat you know what i mean you don't get a good sword unless there's a lot of application of heat and a lot of pressure and a lot of beating and that's yeah. i consider myself to be kind of a sword of a person yeah so um yeah bitch but you have a sharp, sharp. edge. You got to be careful. You got to be careful how, how how you how you approach Amy because <laughs> you could you could cut you off on so many levels. Yeah, I have no Slice I have absolutely no reason to be shitty to people. I prefer <laughs> not to. I I always prefer to get along. If you're going to come at me with some dumb shit though, don't think I'm just going to like fall at your lap and deal with that. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Um yes. self-respect, you know, all these kinds of things that are important to learn like be aware of your diets and be aware of both this, cognitive diet, m m your mental, emotional diet, your fucking food diet, all these things yes. that you ingest, you have to be aware of. That's what I was going to say about, I was going to try and bring this point up. When you said you changed what you ate. Now, a friend of mine, he's very much into nootropics and, and, and increasing cognitive ability and all that. And he said to me a long time ago, he said, your entire um, system is holistic. What goes in mm -hmm. your mouth mm -hmm. will affect you your brain and how you think and your thoughts obviously lead into filter into your emotions. So what you eat is actually as important as what you think and how you do and, and all the things that you do because your body doesn't just work in one way. It's not like like if your kidneys and heart and, and liver are not functioning well, they are not pumping uh, fresh oxygen rich or your, your heart isn't pumping oxygen rich blood to your brain your kidneys are not filtering out the toxins uh, properly and your liver is not filtering out toxins properly so your brain is is starving effectively and your once your brain starts to starve 
then everything else starts to fall apart as well. Your emotions, you, you go into deep depression and all the rest. So your your food that you eat is as vital as the, the images and the videos and the books you read uh, because they will all come together and make the whole person that you are. So that's why when you said you started changing what you eat and that's when your emotional and cognitive sort of transformation took place can you do you want to go into that or do you want to yeah so it all most of it was encouraged by when i was going to post-secondary school actually we had moved 10 hours north from here because i was gonna go up to unbc there and um there were days where i just couldn't get out of bed um i was going through really bad depression and shit and a lot of things were deteriorating in my life and I started going to the gym and I started eating less sugar. That was a big one. Oh, wow. Less sugar. And then, you know, and it was slow. It was like first we tried all the crash diets. Like, oh, let's try Atkins. Oh, let's go try going vegetarian. Let's try going this. And like as, as I tried those weird different like extreme crash kind of diets, I noticed like after a few weeks of doing that thing, it, it would like have a big shift in my mood. So by the time I moved back down here to Vancouver uh, from Prince George, I decided or I made a change again to continue to go to the gym. And I started to eat more routinely smaller meals. And I tried to like increase my protein intake. So I was eating more chicken, more broccoli, a lot more vegetables. You know what I mean? A lot more wholesome shit oatmeal and yogurt and like things that were going to be just good for me and over time it just made me better and i also through that learned the value of ritual and routine which is the thing that religion has kind of capitalized on community ritual and routine religion has capitalized on these things and there's a reason it's that people adhere to those things is because we actually have a, a, a particular rhythm that mm. we live in it's, it is different for everybody. It does vary, yes, but like you have to be able to find that. I'm Eat working. things that are good for you. Eat whether you're a one meal a day type person or six different meals in a day type person. Watch your calories and watch the things you're eating because it really does change you. And it, you know, over the years I lost weight. I used to be really fucking big for my my height at five feet. It's not good to be 160 pounds, but I was I was also on this. Foot tall. You look like yeah, I'm you're at small. least five six, five eight. No, no I'm I'm you're five feet. Five foot tall. No yeah. way. I am. <laughs> I'm very wow. short. I thought not a tiny person. Yeah. No, I'm a tiny person. <laughs> so you know, I had all this hormonal shit happening because I was on this birth control too. So that was really ah, fucking me okay, up. Like okay, okay. Oh, I gained a bunch of weight on that, but like I got off that and drink water, guys. Like cut the pop drink fucking mm. water why why so much pop and sugary shit the more you tell yourself something is difficult the more difficult it will be oh it's so hard to eat healthy oh it's so you're wasting cognitive dollars complaining about how hard something is going to be when you could just spend that energy to the next time you make a choice and you feel thirsty have water instead no. quit the bitching all right, quit the fucking complaining. Oh, it's so hard. No, it's not. It's hard because in your mind, you've told yourself it's hard. Mm -hmm. If you're going to keep doing that, it's going to keep being hard. Mind over matter. Yeah. My I friends. I don't mind because they don't matter. But uh, also, one thing I want to say for those of you who are, uh, you want to still, you don't want to just drink water because, you know, you might think it's boring or plain. You can get uh, cold tea in 
tea fusions as well, which will flavor your tea. You can actually slice up some lemons and 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 orange slices and put that in the, in in your in your drinking bottle, uh, which will flavor. Especially lemon. Lemon is is wonderful. I do actually buy these uh, sugar-free cordial things, which do flavor, uh, like you know Ribena and stuff like that. You know, black currant type of flavoring. But they. Oh my are... God! Just drink fucking water. Put lemon yeah. in it. Don't don't add that sugary that fake sugar no, shit it because it tricks your brain. But, but yeah, it does. It does have fake sugar. It does. It does That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yes, I will say yeah. You can you can substitute. Uh, I mean, if you need some kind of flavor, and and the funny thing is, flavor isn't just what goes what you taste with your tongue. Uh, things like lemon and and oranges, they give you a citrusy smell, fragrance, and the flavor the the smell itself gives you the sense of flavor. Uh, that that you know, if you find plain water to be too plain, and I mean, I'm just trying to give the audience a little bit more of a range. Uh, Amy K is gonna go all out, just drink fucking water and shut your mouth. But <laughs> no, just drink water. I mean, if you if you can't totally say no to the bad stuff, I'm not saying like never eat sugar or never. I'm just saying mm. moderate your intake. Yeah, you should be doing or ingesting more good stuff than bad stuff. And we're talking about maybe like 20 percent bad, eighty percent good, if that's the best you can yeah. do. You know, yeah, like you can do an 80, 80 20 split, uh, 70 30. Listen, your, your I bought a pint of Ben and Jerry's yesterday. That will sit in my fridge for like two weeks because I take like seven spoons at a time and I eat like a little mouse. But like, Sorry. it's not like I don't enjoy that yeah. stuff. You know. Dude, food is so good, it's not fair, okay? Yeah. You want to talk about how good food is? Oh, being able to order, skip the dishes, like fucking, you can order McDonald's to your door, That's alcohol, right. KFC, shawarma, fucking mm. pho, and <laughs> sushi, and noodle, like literally noodle. any, noodle, <laughs> any cuisine you fucking want. <laughs> I can call or I can just push a few buttons on my goddamn phone, and guess what? I can have it, like anything so when you have that amount of choice a realize it's not going to go anywhere it's always going to be there for you okay second of all just be careful like just watch your intake that's all yeah. it, it's all just awareness but I like mean chris is saying like two or three years ago when uh, we've been friends for like i think five six years now but like mm. i was always bugging him have you had your water today have you had your water today <laughs> have you had some fruit have you had something over time, the message got to him, and he he's always drinking water now, and he he feels better for it. And like that to me is like being a good friend. Yes. And still, like, get healthy habits from each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, take take care of your friends. I want to see my friends live long, and I want to see them do good, not just for my own selfish purposes because I love the fuck out of them, but because <laughs> I want them to feel good. You know, True. I know it feels good to drink water and eat healthy. I want you to feel good. I don't want you to have mood issues. I don't want any of this shit for you. I want you to feel good. This is this is the thing. I mean, if um, if we're trying to give solutions uh, or have solution-based uh, uh, sort of messages, uh, and I know we're running up to an hour and a half. I don't want to keep you, uh, Amy. I know you've got a you've got a full day ahead of you as well. Your your day is uh, is over there. You're just you know you're just in your afternoon. We're we're at the end of our day here. But, yeah. Uh, if you want to, don't worry. You, I mean, I'm hanging, so yeah. it's it's more up to you. Yeah. No. No. I just I just don't want I just don't want you to uh, to lose out on your on your day. If you have plans, I won't. I like chatting with you. I, I also know, got I these. <laughs> so. 
I have these band-aids on my hand. You won't oh. be able to see it, but I got I tiny little tattoos on my fingers. Oh. So I'm not allowed to play any guitar or anything right now because I have to wait for these cutie patooties to heal. So I'm oh. actually more in the chill zone. <laughs> when, did you, when did you get those? So one of my friends has just become a tattoo artist. Oh. And um, like he used to do all these beautiful paintings, but now he's doing tattoos. And I've always kind of wanted like the ones that I got, oh. except for this one. This was more impulsive, but it's kind of cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I got them done on Sunday. All right. Don't you think they would? I mean, is there a? I I don't know. But I mean, maybe the I'm 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 old school and I'm out of my 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 depth or time. I'm I'm a man out of out of time, I guess. Uh, but don't you think that do they still affect uh your employment? potential or things like uh, um, you know having some kind of stigma attached to tattoos because a lot of people always say I want to get tattoos on my arm or my back but you know that's places I can cover so that you know I don't get them below like some people say they don't get them below the sleeve line uh, because of work and you know professional environments do you worry about things like that um these are really small I can easily cover them with makeup so I'm uh, not super concerned no. about it I don't want to get like I had this idea that I wanted to, to get like a tattoo here, but like now that I got these tiny ones, it's kind of deterred me a little bit, mm. but like I am a little bit of a masochist. I like the pain of the tattoos and the piercings and I haven't gotten one in a long time. So I was like, I really want them. <laughs> so I did. And um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything that would jeopardize my ability to get employment. Yeah. And like the world right now is, a very interesting place where ex self-expression is like so important yes. so a lot of employers are actually getting a little lax on the piercing stuff like starbucks mm. used to be very 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 fucking particular like no visible tattoos no visible piercings uh -huh. nothing on your face or anything but now you go to Starbucks and they have like fucking sleeved Sleeve, out motherfuckers yeah. and shit. And it's like, yeah, that's what I mean. I've seen. I mean, I had guys who I worked in a professional IT environment and they, I mean, I, I mean I'm talking, they, these guys were client facing. I wasn't, you know, I was, I'm usually the, the network guy in the, in the back room, but uh, these guys were kind of client facing and mm -hmm. they I did, you know, worry because one of them had a full sleeve tattoo on one side, and he got it over the years while we were working together. Uh, and I said to him, you know, are you worried about things like that? I mean, he wore a shirt and tie and stuff when he went to clients, so it didn't really matter. Nobody could see anything. But uh, I noticed that more and more professionals in professional sort of office environments are having more and more tattoos. So I started to think maybe the stigma of having a tattoo has reduced uh to some to the extent in which it should be okay it should be pretty cool and that's why i was asking you because you're more in touch with the younger generation than i am i'm i'm, I'm actually not i promise <laughs> you i'm not i'm like i'm about 30 years behind and i'm 32 so figure that math okay i'm like listening to bob dylan and the beatles and shit right now okay i'm Damn. like catching up on the last 40 years of of a Damn. lot of history so yeah, 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 no, that's uh, that's some serious, uh, serious music there. But I mean, uh, for me, I grew up. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with ACDC and and Guns and Roses, especially Terminator Two. I mean, Terminator Two was was Guns and Roses that did the track for that. So I was like all up in that uh, Metallica and and Jimi Hendrix when I was when I was teenager. Jimi Hendrix, I had this one Jimi Hendrix tape. Uh, and yes, I had a tape. That's right. For those of you who don't even know what the fuck a tape is, I had a tape, a cassette. 
I remember um, cassette tapes. My favorite Christmas album was on a cassette. There you go. I still and, have it. And I still have cassettes. And I have one Walkman, which is a cassette player to be able to play those cassettes on. But yeah, I had a Jimi Hendrix one, which I pretty much listened to on loop um, all the time uh, in my on my Walkman. So yeah, I I was all about all about Jimmy for for a very long time. Uh, but and he is a bit of a gangster, you know what I mean. He was, he was, he was, he was good. Uh, so as far as um, as far as like, if we're gonna give a like a uh, um, what are they called soundbite point on politics and solutions to people picking better politicians, where would you what would you say on that? Uh, there are no better politicians to pick from, so I just say tune out, tune out, and find fun things. So, so don't get engaged in politics. Don't vote. I, I mean, at this at this point, what is the point? Now, we're referring to American politics, which I'm sure a lot of us can't engage in anyway. So, who gives a shit? It's fun to talk about as like a fun exercise, but mm. you have to be aware of your emotional engagement. That's it. It's the same thing I said before. Is yeah. if you want to engage in the discussions, fine, but a watch your conduct and b watch how much you're emotionally invested in the thing. You know, I'm with you. I'm you know, guys, you yeah. don't want to like, you don't want to be taken over by all these people who are a bunch of fuck shows. Okay. I like that. I don't like get that. sucked into the WWE thing. I like that over the over the glasses look. <laughs> Telling you guys. Awesome. <laughs> my my maternal energy um is boundless because I don't have children to impose mm. that energy upon. So let me tell you, okay? Let me let me pretend I'm your mother take that maternal energy and project it onto you guys because at the end of the day man i just want to see everybody be happier and be healthier that really is it i don't care if you believe me or don't believe me but it actually helps everybody when y you as an individual are happy and healthy it helps the people around you it helps you there's no negative to it so if you can provide me with a counterpoint or tell me why i'm wrong i'll be willing to listen but i can 110 percent guarantee you fucking can't because I've worked this shit out. I've lived mm. it. I've done it. I've recommended things to my friends that have made their lives better. And that's what I will continue to do. Whether they listen or not, up to them. But I always want to be somebody who just wants to see people do better. That's what that's, that's that's the main thing is is this is what I mean because you've lived uh, through this incredibly like you've gone over the hump. Uh you've gone, you know, over the, the, the you've conquered the mountain of of your emotions and hardly from such, yeah, a, such yeah. an incredibly challenging start where a lot of people would have gone down the drugs and the alcohol and and you know what i mean just the this self-destructive road uh and it's amazing that that it seems that you didn't even engage i mean i don't know maybe maybe it's uh Maybe it's something to do with your Indian background or heritage, but it's... Oh, I'm very traditional in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm I'm like a, I'm a, a walking contradiction. In a lot of ways, I'm very traditional. I like traditional values, and there's things that I won't do. I'm totally cool. Very liberal in speech, very conservative in action. That's, mm. that's me. You know what I mean? I like to be a that's, little bit more impulse yeah. controlling and stuff, but I'm for everybody doing whatever they want to do. You know what I mean? My views should not change what you want to do. Live your life, enjoy your life. But personally, I have some values and traditions that were instilled in me as a child that I, I'm going to live. You yeah. know, this is this is a, this is the funny thing that people say to me, like, because I worked in the adult industry, I've done, you know, I've done very sort of things that I consider to be, you know, part of a liberal kind of mindset. 
but when it comes to my relationships and my attitude towards my, me and my partner, I'm very conservative. I'm very traditional. Yes. I, yes. I don't have this this sort of mindset, oh, let's just, you know, let's fuck around and let's have swingers parties. I'm not into that stuff. I'm very conservative. in My my, my point about liberalism or, or freedom, really, what it really comes down to is I want to have the freedom to do the things that you think is decadent, but that doesn't mean I will do it. I have enough self-restraint to know when to or when not to, but what I don't want is for someone else, some priest, some mullah, or some politician to tell me, no, you can't do it. Exactly. I will choose whether I want to do it or not, but the one thing that I will not accept is you telling me that I can't do it. Yeah. When you tell me I can't do it, that's exactly when I want to do it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly. When, that's, that's when I flip on you. So that's that's what I always fight for is your freedom to do these things. Like people complain about masks these days and like, you know, oh, we should be free to. And I said, you know, in an interview at Speaker's Corner a few weeks ago, I said to the, the person that I was uh, being interviewed by, I said, look, I wear the mask because I choose to wear the mask. I don't want the government to tell me to wear the mask. I wear it when I choose to do it. Now, I happen to but they choose have to. to do it. They have to tell you because it's a safety thing, right? But, it does curtail the issue. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is, I know they have to because there are idiots who don't, but I would rather the government to say, I we would really, really appreciate it if you choose to wear it, right, rather right, than right. we force you to do it. Because Which is that, the best messaging. Yeah, That's a great, that yeah. Would, that would actually be treating your citizens like adults, treating yes. people like grown adult human beings that can actually make the right choice. I want our freedom to I want the freedom to make the right choices, not to be told that this is the right choice. Even though I know it's the right choice, but when they tell me that you have to make this choice rather than me choosing to do it, that's when it pisses me off. That's when it gets mm -hmm. my back up. So I, I would prefer if the government would give us the choice and say, look, as grown adults, I would like you to, to choose to do the right thing. I would right. like you to. But unfortunately, when I look at all these Karens who are screaming about how their Facebook group is telling them that this is a Corona hoax and this whole thing is like, I don't know, some space alien thing. Then I'm like, oh, this is why, this is why the government has to tell you fucking retards that you have to wear the, <laughs> wear the mask because you're morons and you don't mm -hmm. recognize diseases exist <laughs> right. and, and you're anti-vaxxers and all of this shit. So my problem isn't that, People, you know, have the, uh, you know, should take precautions. I want people to take precautions, but I don't want the government forcing us. But when I see people who are screaming and shouting, saying, no, I will never wear a mask. I'm like, well, this is why they have to force you, because you won't make the, 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 the reasonable choice. And this isn't like, I'm not asking you to wear it when you're in bed. You're not wearing yeah. it in the shower. You're not wearing it when you're cracking off to Pornhub. No, you're wearing it when you go to a public place like a supermarket and you're swimming in the same disease soup as all of these other people at that supermarket <laughs> so just wear it for like a half an hour or i don't know 40 minute whatever it is that you're that you're in that supermarket for just wear it for that amount of time and then take the damn thing off when you come out or when you're in your car or whatever i i just i i just think it's a it should be it's a reasonable request it mm -hmm. isn't an unreasonable thing. They're not asking no. you to get into walk around with a hazmat suit on. 
Right. Yeah. It's, it's it's a reasonable request, and if it becomes unreasonable, if they start to then say no, you have to wear a hazmat suit, then I'll protest right along with them. And I'm like, no, this is bullshit now. Yeah, but the thing is, but that's where the problem is: is that the resistance that comes from people thinking they know better than the medical community about these things, right? It's not you. It's just that the one percent of people who are willing to follow the rules because that's a more mature and safe thing to do have to play to the 98 percent of people who are absolutely retarded as chris chris said like petulant toddlers <laughs> who need to be forced right like you yeah. your government should never be put in a position where they have to be authoritarian in any way about something like a safety issue but because it becomes really fucking stupid and about rights as it has become in the states it starts to become a problem it's really not that difficult or draining a task to put on a mask when you go into a public place. Like, it's just not. So the fact that anybody needs to come in to tell you to do that when the medical community has obviously raised this as a safety issue and as a means to curtail this, where it's like, we don't have enough information, but we do know that this will help at least slow down, if not completely stop the virus mm. from spreading in the way that it has, we should just heed that advice and listen. You know exactly, and as Chris says, and I and I support you in your in your in your uh, you know um, uh, what's it called in in your protest uh, that you shall never be forced not to wear your mask when you're cracking one off to Pornhub at home, Chris. <laughs> you can you can go ahead and have that oral asphyxiation or whatever the hell it is that people do. <laughs> hang yourself but just be careful and make sure there is someone close by or keep your mobile at hand in order to call someone if you're choking <laughs> don't end up like uh, uh what's it called that guy who was playing who played in kill bill oh damn i forgot his name uh uh shit the actor that played i've seen that movie too i can't believe it you haven't seen it Oh, you have? No. Oh, no, I have seen it. I have seen, seen it. it. Oh, it's it's awesome. But the the guy who played uh, the role of Kill Bill is... Uh, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Sorry. I'm just literally IMDBing it. That's uh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, David Carradine. Unfortunately, yes, he uh, he did that whole oral asphyxiation business. I, I, I forgot what it's called. It's called something else. It's something... Uh, sexual asphyxiation. Autoerotic asphyxiation. That's it. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Don't ask me how I know that, Bang. So I don't. I do know. not wish to even go there. You, you know that information <laughs> because you just do. <laughs> Chris, Chris goes. If someone wants to come and choke me at the same time, I'm down. I, both Chris and I know what auto asphyxiation is. Then <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation. There you go. <laughs> Hey, you guys, you do you, boo. As I said, I am, <clears throat> when it comes to that sort of thing, I'm very liberal. <laughs> yeah. But but for you to do it, <laughs> I'm I'm conservative. I'm not I'm not choking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm choking is the chicken or the bishop. Fairy muff, fairy muff. <laughs> so um, so yeah. Um, to be honest, uh, as far as world politics and 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 personal health care is concerned, I think we solved all that issue. Uh, is there anything else that <laughs> that we wish to we wish to uh, we wish to touch upon, my dear Miss K uh, Amy K? Hey guys, just stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves and and you know do the diligence and just ask your friends and shit how they're doing. You check on your family. Check on your friends. Like be a fucking proper person care yes. about the people around you that's that's all i can say 
There's sure. nothing else to do now. We we are we're always in uncertain times, but I think we've been thrown into this level of chaos that is quite overwhelming and there's so much uncertainty everywhere and uh we're not sure about all the information coming at us and all that stuff. So yeah. If you want to be a cunt on the internet, which people really do, please mm. be a fucking nice person to your family and your friends. And if you can't, just stay the fuck away from them, dude. Well, just try and keep it positive in yeah. your in your like off internet life, okay? Actually, speaking of venting, and, and mm. you know, I said you know some people uh, would use Team uh, Plus Team. Yeah. <laughs> no, because the the people who like sometimes in real life use you as a as a, per, a person to vent over or, or dump their their troubles on, which is which is you know say depending on the friend, sometimes it's perfectly fine. Uh, but I found my place to dump my psychological shit is the internet i okay. i don't i mean that's why you know some people despise me on the internet is because i am a total asshole uh, to some people or some scenarios or some conversations because i have all this toxic uh psycho psychological crap built up uh, from life from work an asshole boss uh, a guy cut me up in traffic whatever and the internet is the place where i dump that shit i come and i and i just you know yell and scream and and, and swear at people uh and i and i walk away and i sleep like a fucking baby <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the words. um whilst the whilst you know other people do get butthurt about things that are said on the internet and mm -hmm. i would recommend for you out there not to take the internet as seriously as you some of you do and and i can see that this is the this is the problem of the normies versus <laughs> normies school, yeah old school internet users when we were yeah. chatting back in 90s and early 2000 on the, on the internet and just screaming and yelling at people uh, mm -hmm. just, i mean there, were, there are literally at the moment they, they still exist there are rooms called insult rooms on a program called paltalk that i used to use where the, the whole purpose of going there is to call everyone a cunt i mean that's your entire reason you're there you walk in as in when i say you walk in you enter the room you click on it the room opens and the first person that sees your name just calls you out hey banksy you piece of dog shit fuck you <laughs> And it's like, hey, fuck you too. <laughs> so that's the initial, you know, initial sort of thing. Yay. And we have a call. <laughs> I'll call it back. Sorry. <laughs> but um, if you do feel inclined to vent, to swear, and and yell and scream at people, uh, feel free to uh, get in touch with me. I have a Discord server in which I created a room called the Ring. Get in there. And scream and shout and, and do whatever the hell you want. And to let around. it all out. Yeah, and get it all out. If you really feel like just absolutely calling someone all the cunts on the planet, uh, then find your space. I say I've provided a space, but if you can, if you have your own space, find your own space and and do that. Because I'm not joking. As much as we go to the toilet physically and we get rid of uh, our our biological waste, a lot of people bottle up their psychological waste and they don't vent it in the in a proper place in a in a place that is, you know. Just like I mean, for me, uh, I uh, also go to like boxing, kickboxing or any kind of martial arts because when I beat the shit out of a punching bag, that takes care of the aggressive nature that I have because I recognize as a man, there is an aspect of me which is aggressive. I have an aggressive tendency. Hell the, yeah. The testosterone just invokes that. So I go to a boxing ring I go or a boxing club or somewhere with punch bags uh, and I just 
you know, I take it out on that. I take it out on, on my sparring partner or, or grapple and wrestle. Uh, and that struggle. And some people go to the gym and lift weights, by the way. That's another aspect of getting rid of that psychological. I think men need to work out their emotions physically. And women yeah. do better working out their shit by talking because the process is more important to them of talking. Yeah. But it really helps with dudes to engage in some sort of physical activity that's like work out dude like punch yeah. a bag yeah do that because yeah. men have testosterone and like you're wired differently than us and that's that's, that's, that's right. a way better way for you to work out your aggression yes because if you don't you're eventually gonna lose it and you're gonna fucking exactly. aggress upon somebody in a way you shouldn't because yeah. you didn't manage it so manage yourselves yeah yeah you lose your <laughs> you, i mean that's exactly my issue is i don't want to lose control in an inappropriate place at, at, mm -hmm. you know, at a traffic light or or in a restaurant or whatever in an inappropriate situation so i go to the gym and i get my aggression out in that location and and i'll and i do it in a proper place where yes you, you can vent yourself and then yeah you're perfectly nice. You can be perfectly pleasant to most of the people around the world. And as I said, I find places on the internet for that psychological verbal abuse that I want to throw out. Sometimes I can't just walk around going, you're a cunt, you're a cunt. Uh, but I can. Yeah, you get beat up. <laughs> exactly. In the real world, you're going to get a, you're gonna get blasted in the face. Uh, but on the internet, there are, literally there are places, and if you can't find the place, I will provide you a place uh, where you can do that. If you want it, it's available uh, so go to my discord get to the ring if you have someone that you have a grudge match against set it up go to the ring and and swear your fucking hearts to your heart's content but recognize this once you leave I mean, the ring i mean to pull it back too because if you're just gonna go and unbridledly fucking lose your shit all the time <laughs> you're probably an unhinged person that needs serious help yeah yeah i mean if you're doing it too often then you may have to want to seek further assistance <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you're, if you're every good. day you're in the ring <laughs> you're just yeah. like, fuck you all fuck C you all catharsis <laughs> is useful to a point and it's too much of a good thing can be bad you yeah, know what i mean so be be aware of those that, things that is true so so yeah you know in, in in just like drugs just like recreational alcohol and drugs just in in moderation and it'll and and you will you will gain the benefits uh, but also you do you you also do yoga and meditation uh do you want to do you want to give some hints and tips on that honestly i do really simple shit like all, all you need to do is like look up oh let me look up the downward dog and the bridge like you could do three simple moves then it really does help release tension in your body to, as you said it's a holistic system where there's tension in your muscles there's tension in your mind you know what i mean because there's something that's that needs to be released, whether it's physical or emotional, your brain doesn't notice that. It accrues in the same way. Mm. So if you just fucking stretch out a little bit, it's nice, you know? As you get older, you tend to get more tense. You tend mm. to sit in a, in a bad position. I adjust myself a lot. You see me move a lot. It's because I'm always trying to adjust my spine. I'm always trying to make sure I'm sitting properly in that, you know, I'm I have the proper posture and stuff because I also want to approach the world straight on i'm not like mm. slouchy and some fucking bitch ass afraid of the world no i'm, I'm here bitch i'm here That's it. right and you just have to stretch out stretch out stretch it out drink some water drink some water Go for a 20 minute walk a day with no phone no nothing or with some music like take a break from this shit plug out or plug out disconnect <laughs> <laughs> unplug 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 <laughs> unplug uh, okay if we were to give 
a, a three-day routine, not even a five-day routine, a three-day routine for people to start. For me, it's, uh, I mean, everything, anytime I want to start something new, anytime I want to do something that is that I think it's impossible, some some regime, some something that I think, oh God, I can never do this, this is crazy. I start with the one. I've got the rule of one, I call it, uh, where I just do the one thing, that thing that I don't want to do. I just do it once. Like, I, like Make your bed in the morning. Yeah. If you want to add one thing in the morning, the thing with good habits is this, is if you can add them one at a time, it feels good to complete an action or to clean something. Mm. So if you start, as Jordan Peterson says, with making your bed, it is going to encourage you to do other things because it is satisfying when things are organized and neat. Nice. Like we're always scrambling to organize and categorize and label things in our mm. brain. Organize your physical space and you will see how that associatively works in your brain and your brain will organize things better. Nice. Like we work associatively, good things beget good things. You know that saying violence begets violence. Mm -hmm. Yes. Negative habits beget negative habits, positive habits, habits beget positive habits. Start with making your bed. That's it. <laughs> Someone Start with starts a by scratching your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said yoga is for pussies. Anyone who says yoga is for pussies is not strong enough to do the things you need to do to actually be able to hold positions with your muscles mm. for a certain amount of time. So the real pussy is the person who thinks people yoga who do yoga are pussies. <laughs> because they've never bro, done it. I bro, bet they've never done listen, it. That's why. <laughs> listen to my mouth, okay? You are a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> you get it? <laughs> but, um, okay, okay, so the rule of one, uh, if you start with, because, you see, I've noticed a lot of people these days are going to either be working from home, either they're on furlough or they're out of a job. So there's a lot of time people have spent in their domain in their home in their sort of you know environment and also they've lost if they're out of a job they've lost routine so they are basic or if they're even if they're on furlough they've kind of lost their daily routine because most people get used to you get up you shower you brush your teeth whatever eat breakfast go to work you know what i mean there's a there's a there's a pace there's a routine like you said the rhythm that rhythm people mm -hmm. live. now what would you say is like making your bed should how would you recommend people to regain that rhythm if they've lost that rhythm? If they've been out of work for two, three months now and uh, and they've lost the rhythm, they're sleeping till you know one in the afternoon, they get up, they mope around. Uh, I can describe that because I literally did that about a month or two ago <laughs> for about three months. <laughs> I mean, if it's a healthy habit that's good for you, isn't enough motivation for you to try it at least once, then you obviously mm. don't care about doing better. You know, it needs to be simple things. If it, if you don't want to make your fucking bed, drink an extra glass of water a day or drink more water. Mm -hmm. So so those are my two. If you can't do two of those at the same time, do one at a time. Have Drink more water or start making your bed. If you already make your bed and you already drink water, ignore me. If you're yeah. not doing those things, like just because you work from home doesn't mean you should just be a fucking lazy slob. 
that's it. That's what I mean. You but know a what lot I mean? Are, a lot of people are falling into that r- trap of they'll just they'll they'll have like a I don't know a trough of freaking uh, uh, snacks uh, next to them, and they're sitting at home and they're working from home, so they're not really leaving. They probably haven't even showered all day because they just got up, mm. had a cup of coffee, and sat sweating in their own juices whilst working from home. So those things start to freak me out. Like mm. if if at any point. I was not showering or not taking care of my hygiene, Mm. that to me would just scream of depression. Because when I was depressed, I didn't care about those things. And when you're not seeing people in the world, you think it's not important, but it's like, you have to have a good self image for yourself. It's not just for the world, it's for you to feel better about yourself as a human being. So when you brush your teeth, when you wash yourself, when you do those things, it actually feels good. It feels like a cleanse. Again. You have to remember that memory works associatively. So if you feel cleaner, your mind will feel cleaner too. Yes. It it really does work like that. That's that's the connection Jordan Peterson always tries to make between like the symbology that we use to explain aspects of our psychology versus what's actually happening in our psychology. Mm. We use symbols, we use metaphors, we use these things and it all connects. So it's important to take a holistic approach. You have to understand that good habits are going to be good for you holistically, psychologically, for the world, for everybody. It just is. When you are a more organized person, not only are you less of a problem for the world to deal with, you're less of a problem for yourself to deal with. You're someone you actually like. Do you like going out in public and would you want to stand next to somebody who stinks? Probably Mm. not. So understand that you're not going to smell your own stink, but you do stink. If you don't take care of yourself, right? You have to just be aware of very basic shit. And people don't like some people can sit in their chair for eight hours and not move. I, I can't like, I need to get up and walk and like, I have this Fitbit to make sure that I like am moving around enough. Even when I am at the office job, you know, it's very imperative to move. Your body was not meant to be sedentary like this. It takes years off your life. So, Make your bed, drink some water. Make your bed. Just start drink some start water. with the simple shit. Start with the simple shit. Write it down. Try to do it three days in a row. If you can't That's accomplish it. three days of making your bed, come on, dude. Are you even a fucking adult? Like, let's yeah. be real here. Let's yeah. be fucking real. Can we have some standards? Yeah. Everybody's like, no, I don't feel like it. I'm lazy. Well, your standards suck and you need to fucking fix yourself, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> <sighs> no, no, I, I 100% agree. I mean, uh, as when I was for the first two, three months of uh, like, this was like between April and May, May, June sort of period, I, I just, just became a massive slob. I was doing nothing for days on end. It was just ridiculous. And I realized, no, nah, I can't, this is just, this is terrible. People, mm-hmm. people have entire life changing experiences their entire lives change in three months uh, and i've literally just wasted three months doing more or less fuck all every day more you know i mean i was doing bits but nothing nothing productive uh so i um i realized okay i have to set myself a routine i have to get up now in more recent times in the last couple of months i've uh, uh not couple month and a bit uh i've started a hundred day 100 push-ups a day, 100 uh, squats, and also my diet, which is an intermittent fasting diet. Uh, it's like you eat one day, you don't eat the other. And that has given me amazing framework and structure. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. I'm in the morning, I get up. If it's a feast day or a fast day, it doesn't really matter because if it's a fast day, I know I can't eat, but I, you know, coffee's on. 
uh, I have I have to admit I'm not as good as making my bed as I should, but uh, I will uh, I will make that an addition. Uh, just generally, coffee's on, shower. Uh, I just want to make note of something that you just said, and that is this: in order to feel freedom, you have to implement some structure. Yes, you cannot have freedom without structure. And like freedom is a great reward for having structure mm. because if you can actually use your time and your resources wisely, it's just going to free up other resources because you're going to learn to use that shit more efficiently and then you're going to get more out of your life. True. That's why it is important to have rules and, and some right. You can't just be willy nilly and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I, to, I say it just, it totally changed my uh, my daily sort of uh, routines. I feel so much more positive. I get more done. I'm, you know, I get more work done. I get uh, other side things that I'm trying to do, businesses and, and adventures with, with friends that I'm that I'm trying to get involved with. Uh, and and now I'm actually thinking about building myself. Uh, I'm, I'm very tempted. No, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. I'm going to build a, a streaming service. Uh, I, know, I was looking it up. A friend of mine asked me to look some some things up for because he was doing something about streaming, and he said, "Can you find some some uh, information about that?" And as I was researching it, I realized I could build one of these on my own machine. I could build it on this machine that I'm talking to you now, uh, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just build a streaming service. It's not going to be like you know, it's not going to be Google, but it's <laughs> it's going to be it, you can actually live broadcast through it. Uh, and I mean the storage will be my own, my own machine, and I've got reasonable amount of storage. I don't need that much, but I'm mm -hmm. gonna give it a shot, and I'm gonna see if I can just simply build it and and uh, have it so that it can actually publish. Um, that's it. That's all I care about. I'm not really gonna like care about the 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 fact that I'm gonna actually be a competitor to Google. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. that I wanna. I just looked at it and I realized, oh my god, I can actually do this. It's very. It's much easier than I thought it was. It's mm. almost pain by numbers. Uh, so I'm going to give that a shot. I'm going to build a... I mean, I've already built a few other servers uh, for, for various other technical IT boring stuff. But what I mean is this routine of getting up, coffee, shower, um, 50 press-ups. Uh, what I do is I do 50 in the morning and then later on in the day, 50, and that's 100 in a day. And mm -hmm. same with the squats. So I do 10 press-ups 10 squats 10 press-ups 10 squats so i do five of those uh and then you know i uh, i get, get on with whatever else i need to get on with uh and and it's yeah. Just, yeah it's just like really good it's really nicely regimented and and it's beginning to i mean my legs my thighs were killing me at first the first few days i couldn't properly walk uh but then you know that got got over that uh, the shoulders and the chest you know were, were hurting when i started doing the press-ups that started to get better uh and generally things are flowing now the only thing is i am now worried about because now they've implemented a rule of six in britain where you can't gather more than six people at a time so that means gyms may also be messed up now i don't know whether gyms or how the gyms are going to work uh, yeah so i want to go to the gym because i don't have i've got dumbbells but I don't really. You know what have... you should get? You should get kettlebells. Kettlebells yeah. are incredibly effective. Yeah, my my brother, uh, my friend actually said that. But what I want is I want to be able to do some chest press and and some pull, you know, lats pull downs and stuff like that. And I'm 
not 100% sure how I'm going to do it. What I might do is I'm, I might get that kettlebell that you that you mentioned. You can definitely do chest presses with them, but if you're looking mm. to do pulls, I actually got, mm. when the quarantine shit first hit, I got like a set of resistance bands that you can hook into the door and you can do pull downs with. Yeah. I mean, the max you'll get is 125 pounds of resistance, and I don't know if that's enough for you because you're a dude and you yeah. guys are generally stronger. But yeah, I mean, yeah. this is my, this is my thing, is I'm looking at... Um, maybe getting a couple of kettlebells going to a local park somewhere where they have those kids slides and, and you know like the kids swings and stuff i could throw the rope a rope over the bar a mm -hmm. high bar tie it tie the kettlebells to it and just simply pull, mm -hmm. pull the kettlebells uh, that's true down. so that's what i was thinking i would do something like that where i would then uh, be able to have some as you know some element of uh, a, a, an outdoory type gym but We'll see. We'll see how that works out. But generally, I'm trying to set myself little little things until I, it, it gets hard. Uh, sorry, until it gets easy. Uh, so whatever exercise I do, I do it until it starts to feel easy or relatively comfortable. Then I need to, you know, ramp it up the next the next thing. But I think you're 100% right. I mean, a, a lot of this advice that I'm asking for uh, is is mostly for me rather than the audience. The audience can benefit from it. That's a, that's a, a byproduct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting you pumped, Banksy. It's all about energy. You can do it. You're doing well. Like keep I, doing what you're I doing. Do Add little it. things at a time. You know yeah. what I mean? It's gonna be cool, dude. We're yeah. all gonna be fine. Let's not try to freak the fuck out and shit. You know, whatever is gonna happen, we're gonna be fine. Whether we all die or whether we all live, it's it's <laughs> it is what it is, and we're gonna deal with it, it because we're it we're fucking conscious adults who can deal with reality yeah. and whatever reality brings we'll deal with it and that's the end of the story okay True. one final final thing if if uh if, if you're happy to uh, to sort hell of yeah, start yeah. wrapping it up how do you think people should approach fresh relationships like part like girlfriend boyfriend relationships in this covid situation is it <laughs> worth pursuing is it not is it risky is it uh you know, throw caution to the wind, go for it. You never know, you might meet the love of your life. What do you think? Oh, I mean, when you're approaching any relationship, the only advice I can really give is just be yourself from the start. Don't do this fucking try to impress this person to get them into your thing. And then, you know, over time, the mask falls off and you're actually just a fucking garbage human. Like, just be yourself. Make the necessary adjustments so that people actually like you for who you are. Um, in but in regards there, to the pandemic, yeah. I I'm gonna Let's, be honest. Like, if from a selfish perspective, for some reason I I met a guy that I really liked or he was here or something, I probably hang out with him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I can't lie because it is nice to be with someone physically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's nice to hang. It's nice to chill. It's nice to do those things and. It's weird, right? Because it's like you know you shouldn't. I know, I know. But I mean, the, but, the main but, thing is, but like, love. Would you, would, let's say first dates. What would you do for a first date in order to uh, to meet as well as keep in a safe sort of zone? And big up Pavlov. Sorry. First date. I mean, I'm pretty simple. I'm very easy to please. Uh, we can just go have a bite and go for a walk or something and talk. I'm a talker and I like to ask a lot of questions too. I'm kind of an annoying date, I guess, because I want to. I want to know like real shit. I don't really fucking yeah. care about your fucking cool stories that you need to tell me to make me think you're cool. Like, 
Well, look, wanna... the thing is, you have a slightly different situation, I guess, in 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 Canada. I don't know, actually, no, maybe not. But uh, in Britain, at the moment, my main go-to is picnics, because restaurants and bars and stuff being a little bit like unsort of. You know, you just don't know if you're in an indoor environment. I would rather be outdoors than indoors. So for me, right now, the go-to thing is I always recommend picnics. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a I'm I'm the one who would take charge of that. I'm not asking her to you know cook and clean, you know make things up. I, I'll say, look, I'll take care of everything. I bring all the food, the lot, oh, and, and I'll arrange it. Uh, and that's what I've done so far with with the with the dates that I've gone on. But I'm just saying, is uh, is that you know, if you're the kind of guy who's willing to put in that kind of effort, then that probably makes it worthwhile. But if you're um, if you're not willing to really make a decent effort on the picnic, then um, then probably don't don't go there. Just Dude, go if you're just time. like for me, it's like if you're not interesting to talk to, nothing about you is going to be interesting. I need to be mm. I need to be stimulated mentally for me to even give a shit about your dick to begin with. So like, if you don't pass that litmus test, then I'm not going to be interested in you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just that's how I that, work. That right? would emerge so. through the probably the prior conversations. Because for me, my general routine is I have a pattern. Uh, mm. I initially start conversation with the girl, like if it's online dating. This is from an online dating perspective. Uh, initially, there's a few text messages. You go back mm. and forth with a few text messages. Then I will, you know, hopefully uh, escalate to a voice conversation, WhatsApp yeah. or telephone, whatever, uh, and then through that voice conversation hopefully i mean with the with one of the girls uh, which was a few months back she was russian and we actually had supposed quote unquote online dates <laughs> we had virtual oh, dates yeah, yeah. she called it virtual mm -hmm. dating uh, where we actually had two or three times we actually talked on 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 you know uh, whatsapp video calling uh, and those went on for 2 3 hours you know, they were like really long. Some of them I was even fed up. I was like, please, God, let end this call. But the she was just all up into it. She was really up for it. Uh, so that led to uh, the picnic, which was like within a week period. Like we started, let's say, on a Monday. We were date. We, we met for the picnic on the Saturday. Um, the picnic by that point was, was a formality, really, because we'd already talked so much mm. that... You know, like you said, if I can't talk, if you can't talk, if you can't be mentally stimulated, then uh, it's pointless. So for me, that had already that we've already done that. The the, the physical meeting was just just the physical meeting. Uh, so I think you're right. You would have filtered that out by then anyway. You wouldn't have to worry about uh, the f the physical date being interesting because I have a way of finding out if a guy's interesting or not and a lot of the time it's like really stupid shit like remember last time I told you I'm like yeah I thought Hitler was pretty cool like I like <laughs> to see how people respond to really extreme things I if they have a sense of humor or not you just gotta like dive into the deep end and mm -hmm. say some crazy shit and see how they respond you That's know what I mean either they're gonna either they're gonna make a joke about it or they're gonna get all weird and if they get all weird about it I'm like I'm wasting my time see ya yeah yeah, that if yeah, I suppose yeah, if they if they I think I think anyone that takes anything a little bit too seriously is automatically gonna gonna put Yeah, I'm not like that myself. Like I don't take life very seriously. I do when it's appropriate, but like most of the time it's all a fucking joke to me. So that's how I'm gonna treat everything and I wanna be lighthearted and I wanna make comedy and I wanna have fun and I wanna make jokes and mm. that's what I wanna do. I it's a lighthearted, fun time first and foremost. And we can get serious and we can have all the things you wanna have, but like 
if you can't take things lightly, it's I'm I just can't get along with you. Yeah. I can't. Like I'm I get sick and tired of this internet mentality that people have where they just want to debate me, bro, or like fucking start some bullshit. And I'm like, dude, it was a joke. Mm. And if you're not going to accept my intent once I've told you it, and then it's like, you have your own fucking ideas, fuck off. Like, I can't sit here and just explain to you why, like, oh, I'm just trying to be funny. You're like, meh, meh, meh. and you're like, no, that's not really funny. That's never funny. You can never joke about this. No topic is off limits for me for jokes. It could be rape. It could be Hitler. It could be being black, whatever. Oh, Nothing is off limits. Being brown. Being brown, having big brown nose, Chinese. whatever you want to make fun of. Yeah, Chinese, Japanese, look what they did to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. You should be able yeah. to make jokes of everything. Everything. That's true. That is and true. if your I mean, bitch you ass to, cannot handle it. You listen to pretty hardcore comedians, though. I mean, the thing is, since you've, uh, since I know your, your taste in comedians, then, yeah, I can get where you come from because those guys are pretty, pretty hardcore. But then... I know a lot of, like, there are literally thousands, if not millions of people that love jo um, uh, Chappelle and um, oh, Ricky Gervais. And I love him, too. I love those guys. Bill Burr. The, and the point with those guys is the same, is they don't take themselves so damn serious that they can't make a joke about something, you know? Life is already fucking suffering as much as i can alleviate and make fun of something dude even if it's at my own expense this is the thing make fun of me bro i don't care less yes make fun of me please i would rather laugh about things i can't change than sit here and cry about them yes it just doesn't do me any good it's way more fun like when when my friends will point out something stupid about me and will laugh or whatever it is hey idiot why don't you mo like my girlfriend last week she's like you should really consider moisturizing your elbows. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I didn't even notice my shit was ashy, bro. Like, you know, like, that's the kind of relationships I have with people where they just tell me shit straight up. And it's not like, oh, I'm so offended. I need to hide in my room for two weeks because I'm so depressed that I have dry elbows. Yeah, I can't remember but, but, fucking everything. But that's, you know? a, that's a real hardcore true friend. If, if, she, if they can tell Hell you yeah. about your dry elbows, that's, you know you're connected on a much, much deeper level. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's the kind of shit i want to facilitate like you should yeah. be able to say the same shit to me and i wouldn't be and yeah, it's none of this like oh i need to be soft with you because you're a woman or i need to be mm. because you're sensitive no 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 no. fuck all that shit just say <laughs> what you say what's on your mind dude because i want to say what's on my mind and that's that's the kind of space i want to facilitate yeah. every space is a safe space around me i don't care what the fuck you're talking about <laughs> you want to talk about how much you fucking love hitler and you think he had the right idea fine i'll hear you out i might not be your friend at the end but i'll hear you out i'll hear you out before i judge you i've got you know? i've got plenty of people that actually um i speak to at the speaker's corner who do think hitler had a good point <laughs> you'll be surprised <laughs> perhaps but to a degree <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't say we're friends but we are frenemies as, as right. some people would say uh because they're, i mean no, they're like hardcore right wingers uh that come over come to speaker's corner and i know you know online and stuff there's a there's a lot of people there's a there's a there's a guy who started a political movement in Britain who was trying to start a political movement, who's written a book, and and the amount of times he favorably mentions the National Socialist Party, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Uh, so yeah, no, there are there are hardcore hardcore white supremacists. Dating right now though, it is a mm. case by case thing, right? Sometimes. 
the thing is, you know, you will break rules based on how much you like someone. So if you really like someone, you'll be more who where there's love, there's no wisdom. Okay, <laughs> that's that's something that's really important to f fucking learn. And um, you're not gonna make wise choices if you're really in like or really in lust or really digging somebody because it just they become the object that's right. of your mind, right? They just be they become the eye on the pyramid. They, say, they become the blind. center. Love is blind. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's difficult. You have to you have to take everything under consideration yeah, you have to act accordingly you know if you want to see each other make sure you're aware of the risk that one of you might pass something to to, to one another like mm. be aware do things smart as smart as you can if you must hang out yeah yeah I mean, right you just the, have to i think if you're a vulnerable person if you have something like uh, you know asthma or uh, some kind of underlying health conditions uh, face to face dating you you should be much more you know you take much more uh, precautions but mm -hmm. if you're generally a relatively healthy person that you think you're uh, you know you're going to be able to be fine with it then uh, then yeah you know take you're going to have to life is about taking some chances unfortunately and and you may have to you know uh, dive in that deep end uh, just, just don't fuck with other jump. people that's all yeah. just don't fuck with other people okay if you guys if you really need to date stay away from other people right like yeah that's it i mean give, your, give yourselves i think i i think that might be a good rule like you agree that you're both gonna like not associate with too many people for like let's say a week or five days or something just to see if any symptoms occur and then you know meet up if you're if you're really that sort of worried you can do that a friend of mine yesterday literally i was at a picnic with him and a couple of other previous like old work colleagues and mm. they he said to me he's got this french girlfriend that he's kind of seeing and he hasn't seen her for like about a week and a, a week or two and he said to her if you want to come around we're gonna have to give five days of or six days of both of us not associating with too many people and then you know or going to very specific places that we both know that these households are safe uh, mm. and then you can come around mine because he's got asthma he's asthmatic and he is incredibly paranoid about uh, about you know corona because he's not only worried about catching corona and potentially dying even if he survives there are people who've had you've had really bad problems after surviving i mean you've been incredibly lucky you you know you went through oh, it. you survived considering without... i have asthma yes i'm yeah. very lucky <laughs> you were amazingly lucky but not only that that, that you were lucky that you didn't get uh further uh health problems because he's saying there are people who are getting uh lung and heart conditions permanent yeah. yeah permanent lung and heart uh, sort of issues afterwards uh and so he is like scared of so many different things and mm -hmm. unfortunately yeah he's got he's got those those issues i have um, a problem i really have to pee so do okay. you want me to come back or do you want to end this what would you um, like to do Let's let's end it because it's reaching eleven o'clock for me, and there's a couple of things I wanted to. Uh, there's a phone call I wanted to make, uh, so okay. let's let's call it a day, my gorgeous, gorgeous darling, Miss Miss K. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the world and the audience at large? Is there anything on your mind? Anything you wanna you wanna promote, sell, shill, whatever you want? You do you. No, I'm just. I'm I'm thankful to know a person like you. I appreciate being able to have a conversation and just openly talk. Like I think this is the kind of catharsis that really helps me. I always leave conversations with you feeling good. Me too. Um I always get value out of speaking to you and and like engaging a little bit with your audience and shit and you know they're they're cool for the most part. Um yeah, most, most of the I don't know, I don't awesome. obviously know them but whatever. If if you <laughs> 
want to follow me, Instagram is a place. It's Amy Kins underscore A-I-M as in Mary, E-E-K-I-N as in Nancy S underscore. Find me there. Other than that, sometimes I post it on my channel. Sometimes <laughs> I don't. You know, uh, let me uh, let me see. So, yes, Amy Kins with the with the underscore at the end. Right. I'm going to yeah. post that in the in the main chat here. So, yes, guys, if you want to find Amy on uh, on Instagram, it's Amy Kins. Also, of course, Amy's own YouTube channel, which is Amy K, which unfortunately I should have had ready in the in the back. It's OK. You can just click on it in the chat. Uh, yep, exactly. Right. Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna post your uh, your website, uh, your your YouTube homepage, in the chat. Excuse <coughs> moi. Also, Amy has uh, a wonderful collection of what he, she calls the the waking up podcast and merchandise available, which I'm hoping would be in your uh, in your in your descriptions on your site. Maybe <laughs> I don't know uh, if yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Everything's there. Um, so you can you find, find everything me. about Amy K. And as I said, you guys should definitely join Amy K's Instagram. She posts some amazingly hilarious stuff. She is really get down. Make and love. also you're on Snapchat as, as well, aren't you? No, I don't really use it. I use it for the filters, but uh, I don't actually post anything on it. So, so yeah. Amy K's Instagram is where it's at. Uh, to yeah. be honest, that is that is an, yeah. She's she's just crazy there. And I say you you you're you're waking up podcasts for me before when I used to commute to work. It was the perfect one hour podcast, which would be like I would just about get to the end of it as I arrive at work because my journey was less than an hour. But your podcast was was you know just it was your companion, your writing it companion. Was, it was the perfect perfect journey companion. I made I, me happy. I catch up on all of Amy K issues <laughs> and, and, and thoughts into it on, on, on just, you know, on the side while I'm doing other things because yeah, still awesome. come by like follow. If you have suggestions, I might listen. Who knows? Mm. Get a, get a person of color, female perspective on the yeah. hot issues of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get involved people. Get involved. Uh, anyway, I love you, Amy. Go, love go to too. the bathroom and I will talk to you soon. My darling. Okay. Bye. Thanks, guys. It was good hanging out. Bye. <laughs> okay, boys and girls, Amy is out and I am going to wrap this bad boy up. Um, my light has just run out of battery. Hold on. Okay. I... Uh... I'm back. Okay, guys, thank you so much, everyone, for coming. Uh, I'm going to look for uh, maybe an outro music. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, what to play because, I mean, I could play some freebie music uh, or I could uh, I could play something uh, that is a little bit not free but still awesome. Um, actually, I'm going to pick something that's a combination Something that my friend, uh, Mr. There's a there's a wonderful YouTube channel called Moon Diver. Uh, I recommend for you guys to go and check it out. He or she, I'm not 100% sure uh, whether it's a he or a she. I think I'm going to go with a he, but I th it might be a she. Plays wonderful piano uh, covers of various songs. Uh, and uh, I, me and uh, Moon Diver met on VidMe, believe it or not. Uh, that's where we he started following me or she started following me and then I started following them him her 
I'm not sure what sex. I'm not, I don't know who the, with, with the sex of this individual. I'm just going to go with him. Um, and uh, and yeah, he's got like loads of brilliant piano pieces of very famous songs. So I'm going to finish this particular journey, um, uh, particular stream with one of his compositions. Um, although occasionally they do get um, they do get. I get a I get a, a message sent to me from YouTube telling me that this is uh, copyrighted music. But then once they investigate, they realize actually this was a unique composition on piano. So they kind of retract it. So normally I don't get copyrighted on these things. Uh, but Moondiver, go check him out. Uh, I will post the name and the, the channel. Hold on, let me go find his channel. Um, uh, come on, come on, come on, Moon. Where are you, Moon? Great chap. Actually, we haven't talked in ages with Moon. I gotta go catch up with him. See how is how is he doing? What's he been up to? But yeah, this is the this is the channel. He's still producing. He's still his his recent video was two months ago. Well, as you know, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, two months ago he re reproduced uh, he produced uh, another piece of music. So he's still doing his stuff. He's great, great guy, uh, or great person. Uh, so yeah. Guys, check out uh, the variety of links, Amy K and and Moon, uh, and have yourselves a wonderful day, evening, week. It's a Tuesday, so uh, the week has only just begun. I hope you guys got some solutions to some issues that you may have in your life, and if you didn't, I hope you just enjoyed the, the chat, and of course, the wonderful, wonderful Amy K. I'd like to thank everyone in the chat, big up everyone in the chat, big up my darling Amy K, who is just the best thing ever she is my happy place i'm not gonna deny it she, every time i talk to her i feel better about so many aspects of life um everything about her conversations just perk me up uh and and i hope she does the same for you guys because she's just awesome she's just such a just a positive individual and uh, and someone who just generally wants to have everyone that she comes in contact with to have a, a, a progress you know, like a positive progression in their life. Uh, and that's wonderful. There's too many people that just talk about doom and gloom all the time. And we do live in a very trying times. I, I'm not going to deny it. We do live in very, very challenging times right now. I hope that you are, you know, if you if you have financial problems because of jobs, uh, that, that you're going to strive to try to, you know, uh, get over this hump. Uh, hope, you know, nobody's got uh, health issues if you do then by all means, please, please, please take care of yourselves and uh, take care of your families and keep in touch with your closest and loved ones because it's a difficult year. 2020 is not going to be missed. I promise you that. I think most people are going to be like, 2020, this is what I think of you. <laughs> when it's done, 2020 is going to be remembered but not missed. I can promise you that. Uh, but, you know, we get through it, people. We'll get through it together. Uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, I was going to play this song, but then now I'm thinking about a song that will give us a more of a, we're going to get through this. Oh, ah, oh, man, okay, fuck it. I'm going to play this song. I'm going to play it because I think it's just fucking, it's the perfect song for this stream. Uh, I'm going to get copyrighted on it, but screw it, sod it. It is what it is. It is the song for this stream. It has to be. I just have to find it now. Where the hell is it? <laughs> Oh, where is it? 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 Uh, um, 
Are oh, you bastard? I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Um. Come on, come on, tell me. Are oh, you utter bastard? It's. Okay, this is it. This is is it's actually uh I don't know, maybe maybe I won't get actually no, I'm gonna go with this one. Ah. Let's see let's see how this goes. Guys, thank you for coming and uh, take care of everyone. Love you all and don't forget Tickle your ass with a feather. Ciao. Peace. Oops. And that didn't work. When your love is pouring like the rain, I close my eyes and it's gone again. When will I get the chance to say? You. I pretend that you're already mine That my heart ain't breaking every time I look into your eyes If only I can get through this If only I can get through this